Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified from Red. Welcome to episode 61 of Beer Notice, the podcast adjunct series, quarantine edition. This evening, we have a banger. We are bringing back a, a fantastic fave guest from a few years back, which is something that we've been trying to do a little more lately is catch up with some, uh, some homies that we haven't had on for a while. But before we do that, we're going to get to the sponsor once again for the next year. Like I said, what is it? It's the last day of April. So from April through June, we are going to be sponsored by Dr. Nick's Amazing Man Stuff. Look at this. It even matches my uh, Kanawaki t-shirt right there, which is a bit of a cock tease to who we're talking to. So uh, these guys are a uh, beard product company based in Massachusetts. Um, They uh, are super dope. We had them on the podcast a few weeks back, and they broke everything down. And the reason why you guys probably noticed we don't do like sponsorships like that. It's not that kind of party. But these guys are super cool. They were friends of a friend. And we really got along. We really aligned on a lot of things. The way they approach their business is very much like craft beer. They are actually collaborating. Oh, this particular product is called Beard Beer. They make all sorts of beard products, oils, balms, and sanitizers right now. This is called Beard Beer. They have an IPA and they stout. I tapped the wrong way around. And um, they're directly inspired by uh, local New England beer. I think the IPA was from Maine's Lunch. And... Uh, the stout was from a stout, unfortunately, I cannot name because they are canceled, but a very good stout nonetheless. Um, basically, these products are all made in the States, including the bottles, the tops, everything is all locally made. The They use essential oils and not that cheap-ass fragrancy, uh, fragrant oil shit, super trash. No one wants that. These are actually they from Hawaii, and they're blessed by a Reiki master as well. Um, and they get sent across to Massachusetts to be assembled and, and put together. They're super expensive. Like I think it's like 150 US like for one ounce of the essential oils, which they build to make this. So they only sell these for like 20-something dollars US, which is great. Um, these particular ones I'm talking about tonight are the beard beers that I just mentioned. Um, and they're doing a series of these with brewmasters from massive breweries, Treehouse, Trillium, Lawson's, Vitamin C. It's actually really impressive that they're connected with these folks because they are in the craft beer scene. Um, if you want to get these, and look, I, I've been using them since January. I use it every single day now to keep my uh, beard luxurious. It feels, it's definitely feeling softer. It's never been something I quite like because I don't like the oiliness, but they don't do that. You can put just the right amount on. Smells great. Um, particularly the IPA, uh, Nick, Dr. Nick told me to use the IPA with their beard balm number seven. You put a little beard balm on top of that, mate, it's glorious. So if you guys want to get these and you definitely need to get them for the beard having individual in your life, we have a link in the description right now. You get 15% off your order, which is very kind of them to do that using the code BAOS21. And, um, if you order say two, which you probably really don't want more than one, that'll come to over 40 bucks, which makes it free shipping across North America. So that's what you want. Get these on your face hole. And on that note, um, back in 2018, we hung out with uh, this brewery uh, who actually changed the game in, uh, in Quebec. They did, oh, in Canada, they did something very, very unique. Um, these guys have been, it's been very cool to watch them grow. We went there pretty early on and just to see how they've grown and the, the quality of the beer, why it was already fire just kept you know getting better and better so i'm genuinely excited to bring him back on and i've got two of my favorite co-hosts on the planet joining me we have drew from kanawaki matt from vox and hops and noah forrest from beerism guys make some fucking noise look at this wrestling bloke out here i love it 
<laughs> I almost feel like I we should do the, the broke thing. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get the memo. I feel like we almost need to do that. When we do the thumbnail, I'm going to put that shit back on. <laughs> yes, I, no question of that. And they play the guitar at the same time. Yes, please do. And like smash it on the camera or something. How you boys doing? <laughs> Good, now, you? Yeah, man. Out here, happy to see your uh, smiling faces. It's a beautiful thing. Welcome back, uh, Drew. It's been three years, I think, about that. It has. I just checked the, uh, the date of our last video, and it was uh, uh, towards the end of May 2018. So it has been quite some time. Okay. Almost exactly. That explained the, uh, the rain. I just recall torrential rain. And we had time. jackets. We had jackets because I think it was that unseasonable cold that uh, Canada has blessed us with. But not this yeah. year, God damn it! it's on and off. Um, but yeah, boys, welcome back. Maddie. it's been a while. Uh, I think you've been since last year as well, eh? That is correct. I think the last time we were all together, we were wearing blindfolds. We were. It was, uh, it yes. was a problematic episode. And Noah, you were last week. Yeah. Anyway, you're out here. Yeah. Yeah, it was a couple of days ago. <laughs> it kind of feels special. like that. It just never ends. <laughs> um, we got a couple quick... Um, what is that? Oh, that, that might I be... I don't good. know. Oh. God damn it, Drew. Okay. <laughs> my volume is oh. like way too low. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Um, we got a couple quick comments. Philippe is in the building. What's going on, brother? Beer and a bozo. What's good? Yes. Yes. <laughs> nut sauce. I imagine you're referring to the uh, the beard beer. That's not a bad idea. You could use it on your nuts. Uh, he did tell me that people use the beard oil. Uh, he said uh, women sometimes use it for like a, a skin lotion. So there you go. So it could work on your nuts. Yeah. Go for it. I don't want to like co-sign that they say that it's okay because I don't know if the essential oils might burn the region. So think about that. Um, Philip's in the building and he's saying noise and I oh, never talking in French. All right, boom. So <laughs> let's get into some gosh darn beers, boys. We're going to do this first one because it's got some pretty faces on it. Look at this bad boy right here, mate. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Around the corner. Nice little collab with Champ Lieb. Uh, Drewski, you want to tell us about this one, man? Yeah. Um, so this is a Heather Faces on it. Is it going to oh, yeah. focus? Is it? it? It will. Here you go. So there you oh, go. It's trying. There you yeah, go. We got uh, Alex from Sean Lib. We got Christoph uh, from Kanawaki Brewing, who's no longer with us. He went back to Europe. Ooh. My ugly face right there. Gorgeous. And then uh, we have Olivier and Annie from Sean Lib as well. And uh, inspired by a uh, classic punk rock album of Mill and Cullen, uh, Swedish uh, punk rock band, uh, we took their uh, Penny Bridge Pioneers uh, album cover as um, as what do you call it? Inspiration and uh, yeah, put our faces on it because <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? I love it. Um, and I imagine it's called Around the Corner because you guys are only a few minutes apart, a few minutes drive, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last one that we did together was uh, Proximity. Obviously, Proximity oh, yeah. means uh, that um, you know that we're close. So, uh, and that was spelled in French. So this time uh, it was done on our turf. So we got to uh, choose the name. Okay. Uh, everybody collaborated on the name, but uh, why not go with something a little bit? Our it's clientele, uh, where we are, tends to be a little bit, uh, I guess, uh, anglophone or whatever like that. And and um, so we went with more of a expression of uh, being close to one another. I like it. I it smells it. amazing. 
So it says it's a double dry hop pre-prohibition smoked corn lager. What does that mean? Yeah. So we wanted to be super ridiculous with, um, with the style name. Um, uh, and uh, it's actually kind of kicks back to our um, original collaboration that we wanted to do before um, Proximity was uh, we wanted to do a smoked, um, a smoked brown lager, I believe it was. And uh, they had set up a smoker um, to smoke some malt. Cool. And um, I kind of threw out there, like, let's do some smoked corn. And then uh, the whole idea got nixed and we just ended up doing an IPA. Um, cause I guess that's what everybody was kind of expecting us to do. And then, uh, I feel like that's a story of everything too. Yeah, Everyone's always like, ah, then we just had to do an IVA. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that said is when we, when we wanted to do some collaborations for our uh, third year anniversary, uh, we, uh, started kicking around the ideas. Of course, we want to do one with, uh, Sean Lib. They've always been, uh, great friends of ours. Uh, you know, us being so close, it's easy for us to help each other out. Uh, we're missing an ingredient. They're missing ingredient or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, we've always kind of helped each other out. So it made sense that we do a collaboration for our third year anniversary. Um, and then when we're kicking around some ideas, I'm like, let's bring back that smoked corn thing. And um, we already do a beer, a, a pre-prohibition lager called Boot Lager. Um, so we kind of use that as a, as a template. I think we might even have had it on tap at some point. No. Um, yeah, so Alex really kind of just totally blind on that. But uh, we kind of used that as the template, and we, we kind of subbed in the smoked corn, which was a total crapshoot because they took uh, – corn, uh, malted corn, uh, it wasn't corn malt, it was corn flaked, flaked corn, and uh, put it on this uh, homemade uh, malt smoker that they had built, and, uh, you know, just let it go for arbitrary amount of time, no, I guess, real science behind it. And then, uh, yeah, so it was a super nice test, um, and uh, we did a small batch first to kickstart uh, our yeast. Um, for this, and then we uh, and to also dial in the uh, smokiness that we're looking for, and then uh, we use that as like the propagator for a much larger batch, and um, yeah, it really really worked out well. Um, I felt like it kind of needed a little extra punch, and and I think uh, Christoph also agreed with me. So we were kind of like. Um, not really laughing at or poking fun at like this DDH triple dry hop or, you know, nomenclature thing going on here. Um, so we're like, let's double dry hop a lager that has smoked corn in it. Cause I mean, who does that? But, why not? Um, yeah. Why not? <laughs> I love it. What hops did you use for the dry hop on this one? I guess it probably says everything. Uh, so yeah, we, uh, we use the, uh, German variety. So we use middle fruit, uh, Halatel and middle fruit. Um, and we also use Laurel. Actually, that's an American variety, but it's, uh, kind of like, uh, in this new category of super, super nobles as they're calling them. So, uh, yeah, kind of little, uh, brings the old world to the new world. Uh, Laurel is relatively, I guess, considered a new school hop compared to Halatel and middle, middle fruit. So, um, yeah, so, 
we didn't use anything, any cool boy, uh, cool kid hops and all that stuff for for that. That would have been just uncharacteristic, but uh, we should <laughs> no, have done the it anyway. Character is uh, <clears throat> is really nice. Um, it's yeah. super subtle, but it's so not at the same time. Like it, it works mm-hmm. with the profile. It doesn't overpower. It doesn't smell like bacon or taste like bacon. It's really, um, it's quite nice. I mean, I remember like when Alex was first experimenting with smoke, he, he did a beer where it was a bit too ashy and campfirey. Um, whereas in this, this, uh, this is really nice. It's super subtle, but again, yeah, it's very apparent. Yeah, we we wanted to kind of keep it dialed down too because um, I'm not a big fan of smoke beers. Um, a lot of people out there are not really uh, fans of smoke beers either. Yeah, uh, we didn't want it to be a Roush beer either. Um, and uh, you know, like sometimes if you get like even this peated character, it can really go south on that. You know, you can really end up getting uh, um, something like um, like a felt marker character to it. And we definitely didn't want mm. that. Uh, definitely needed to be kind of in there, balanced. And I think like the the hop character too, um, just kind of gives it that little complexity. It's not super in your face either, but it's definitely a layer on there. So it's, uh, yeah. I love it. Um, Beer and Bozo is asking, is the smoke phenolic at all? I, I wouldn't say so in any shape or form. Yeah, like I imagine phenolic just means banana, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would, uh, not necessarily. No, I would you consider this be a phenolic? I wouldn't, personally. Definitely not. No, no. Um, super interesting. I know what you mean about this. So I feel like there's like a, a fine line between like, you know, like no one was saying bacon or campfire, and you know, just nice mm-hmm. and subtle. And I feel like you're kind of writing that, and the the, the DDH brings it kind of to the background and increases the subtlety. I guess, um, yeah. which is which is pretty cool. I'm not a huge fan of smoky, but so I feel you. I feel like the the smokiness comes on the nose at first glance, um, mm-hmm. and then as you're drinking, like that smoke's already on your palate, it's already coated your mouth, and then when you go back, you smell it now. It's like you get you get a bit more of that spicy hop character that's in there, and that that yeah. smoke is kind of like subdued. So. Uh, it's definitely a, a very interesting uh, experiment that uh, yeah. that we're all very happy with. I, I remember jumping off a case over at uh, at Sean Lib, and they were they were like, "Man, this is uh, this is good stuff." So You're happy with it. I think everybody out of that point really happy about that. Very cool, man. Um, I love that. And this is only the second collab you guys did, so it's only the proximity in this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Love it. You, you did proximity two times, now, right? Yeah, yeah, so, so. Um, they did it a handful of times at their place, and then um, uh, and that would be kind of classified, I guess, the first time because it got uh, sold out pretty quick in uh, some of uh, the distributors and stuff like that. Um, and then this, uh, and then we did proximity at our place um, just to kind of see what the difference is. And uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting to to compare and contrast. Uh, you know, just nerd out uh, between us and all that stuff. Um, I don't know if, if uh, customers necessarily um, found it quite different. I definitely found it quite different, but uh, to the average person, I, I don't know. But. So here for it. Love it. 
Um, so this is great. Um, great way to kick this off. So I, did you see what episode we did last time to the number of it by any chance when you checked the date? I think it was in the uh, 60s. You said 86? 86, yeah. 86. Okay. So if people want to hear the whole uh, the in-depth story, I feel like we just want to kind of have fun and talk about a whole bunch of stuff tonight. So check out episode 86 from the original series. Um, but maybe just want to give people like just a high level um, idea of how everything started. And then we can sort of catch this all up on the last three years. Yeah. So uh, how we started. Um, so it's myself and, and uh, my two other partners, um, Matt and uh, Brooklyn. We, um, we actually didn't know each other at all. Um, we somehow got together uh, through a mutual contact. Uh, we hit it off at uh, an Irish pub, drinking beer and eating food. That's another thing that we like to do is eat food. Um, so we actually really uh, connected on, on the food aspect of things. Uh, oddly enough, we were starting a brewery though, so we had to get our socks on for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so we were kind of looking around at uh, where we we're going to set up shop and, and what are we going to do and what are the concepts and stuff like that. And then um, Matt happens to own a, a building on the, on the, in Ganawage on the territory. Um, and it's the one that we're at currently. Uh, he's like, yeah, uh, a business just moved out. If you guys, if we want to set up shop there, it's like pretty good location. Just it's on the main highway. It's right off the Mercier bridge. Um, you know, perfect location for people to come drop in after work and all that stuff. Um, excuse me. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we kind of moved in there. We, we broke some walls down and, and, uh, uh, there was also a little storage building behind that, which is uh, the original brewery. And uh, uh, we went to go start the, the brewery, uh, in fact, on the territory. Uh, the territory, the First Nations reserves are actually uh, uh, federal. So, um, uh, in fact, it didn't really fall under the provincial programs of uh, RCG or SAQ. So, uh, uh, when we went to go apply for a permit, um, at the band council, there was actually no permit for, uh, brewing beer. Um, there was for wine and spirits actually, because there was already these businesses in place, but, uh, not for beer, which is kind of weird. Um, so, uh, it took about a year and a half of us around with the band council. There's also an alcohol control board. That's kind of like the RACG, I guess. Um, and, uh, and their lawyers. And we sat around for about a year and a half to make these, uh, laws and regulations on brewing beer and, that was a really fun experience because, uh, you know, a lot of times when you're going to apply for a permit to do something, you don't actually know 100% of everything that uh, you can and can't do. But since we're on that uh, roundtable discussion, um, we we got to put all our cards on the table. Like we wanted to brew beer, but we wanted to wholesale it and retail it. We wanted to put it in cans, bottles, and growlers and, you know, kegs and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, we just got to do everything that we wanted to, well, do we put a table in? If they included that in, well, then great. Uh, a lawyer who was in charge of putting all that together was actually a big beer and whiskey fan. So um, he was, like, all for it. Um, he even wrote in spontaneous fermentation before it was actually legal in, in Quebec. Um, awesome. And, uh which was, which was pretty crazy. We didn't have any intention to do that, but uh, uh, he already wrote it in, so that was, uh, that was quite good. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that took about a year and a half. And then we got, we got, finally got open in, uh, um, St. Patrick's day, uh, 2018. Yeah. 2018. Um, so and, you went uh, right away, Craig. Amazing. I was gonna say, yeah, Massa. Yeah, must have yeah, you were. Like, right. uh, but we knew each other beforehand uh, through the Montrealers, anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, at the time, I was also the president of the Montrealers Homebrew Club, hmm. and uh, um, yeah, that's where I met uh, met Craig, and we we're kind of communicating uh, uh, about that particular um, yeah, cool. organization, hmm. and uh, yeah. So then um, we opened in 2018 on St. Patrick's Day, kind of doubled as a, as like an opening party and St. Patrick's Day uh, party and, and like that ever since. Um, yeah, and then I know fast forward like uh, less than six months later, we doubled our capacity from uh, about uh, 65 to 70 people to 120 seats. Uh, after that, um, we uh, we built a sixty by sixty one building that connected our tap room to our brewery because there was actually a gap. Like we had to roll kegs across some uh, some gravel to get to the bar. Actually, um, Craig actually did that walk uh, through the gravel um, uh, to the brewery that uh, we had the the, air, the compressor for the fridge going off every random. Uh, <laughs> And then, fun. Uh, that's fun. I remember you were saying that yeah. you were getting connected. So that was one of my questions. So that's great. You. Yeah. So we, we finally connect those two buildings mm. and then uh, got a whole bunch of uh, uh, big boy equipment, uh, a lot of shiny stainless and all that stuff. And and, uh, and while we're at it, we refined our, when we first started, it was a two barrel system. So we're, we're making about 250 to 300 liters mm. at a time. Um, that was great to experiment, to do a lot of things. It had a lot of the, the lines in the bar. Actually, with that little two-barrel system, we were feeding about uh, eight to ten lines on any given day. Um, so when we got the big equipment, the bigger equipment, that alleviated a lot of things. It opened a lot of doors for us to sell uh, elsewhere to, like, bars and restaurants and stuff like that. Um, and then, um, yeah, so then we're, we're kind of growing into that, and, and that was great. And then uh, the next step was getting into canning. Um, we didn't really have any ambition to get into bottling at all. We did a couple of like special bottle releases of like uh, um, uh, barrel aged stuff and, and stuff like that. But uh, we wanted to immediately go into canning, so we purchased a canning line uh, from Copper Bottom Brewing in Prince Edward Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in January of uh, 2020, and uh, that was probably like the best most fortunate move that we've ever done because uh fast forward like less than two months later and the whole world shut down um and so, everyone wanted a canning machine yeah and everybody wanted one and now it's like complete chaos even now to to get uh to get one you know um i mean uh i was just talking to the the company of our canning line is cask and i was just talking to the sales rep and he said that we could probably sell our used canning line that's about, uh, he estimates about 10 years old for about $15,000 more than what we bought it for. So um, that, that's just ridiculous. We might do it. I don't know. We could throw a big party, Drew. We could throw a big party with that kind of thing. 
but uh yeah no that's uh so that was kind of well because of the whole pandemic and stuff like that there was a lot of delays for them getting their uh new canning line up and running so we finally got it in june um <clears throat> getting it all set up and we did our first can release in august um and uh yeah it's been exploding ever since then um yeah just the cans are are really uh saving our uh, saving our ass honestly um because we're we're a brew pub you know 100 percent of our of our money coming in was people hanging out uh drinking beers and eating food and they can't do that so yeah man, it's, it's definitely rough times um that's a great update uh philippe had a quick question for you he said maybe the federal laws and regulations don't permit it but have you thought about distributing in most uh throughout quebec yeah so actually uh uh, we're really starting to buckle down and do our homework on that um, because uh, um, well, there is a lot of demand. Uh, I think every, at least every week we have a different beer store um, hitting us up, trying to get our beers and all that stuff. Uh, that's great. And uh, yeah. Um, and, and that's it. Like uh, there's just, there's just a lot of demand and we, we could definitely grow in that sense. But uh, I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to explode either. Um, we have like, uh, I guess a decent amount of, uh, of success and all, and all that just selling a hundred percent from our own door. So, um, I mean, we sell up in like about, uh, 13 other stores on the territory too. So there, there's that we're doing like mini distribution, I guess, local distribution, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, right now, like, uh, you know, we're still, uh, uh, we're, it's, it's still like a humble experience in, in, in my opinion, like we're still trying to. I still feel like we're still trying to figure things out, you know, um, and I just wouldn't want to blow up and all that stuff, but um, too fast anyways. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, we are looking at that. So. That's a good question. Though. Are you able to like, obviously I'm sure you have beer styles that sell better than others, but um, selling out the door, are you able to like turn over your IPAs mm -hmm. fast enough and stuff like that without having to do distribution? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, there, of course the IPAs always seem to fly out the door and, and, um, I guess it's a good thing that loggers can hang out a little bit more in the fridge. Right. Um, right. cause those definitely move a little bit slower. Um, <clears throat> but we're still a lot of our time and effort into loggers. I think that's, that's kind of where it's going to go. And at the end of the day, it's the beers that we like to drink too. Um, and, uh, are you having, uh, challenges with um well not challenges but i know obviously sitting on beer for longer than um a certain amount of time i'm sure has a certain financial uh constraint to it as opposed to like in the time you could make a lager you could probably make three or four ipas or something like that um yeah. is that challenging uh, in the brewery because you seem to to consistently be doing them um so i was just curious um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we could just be pumping out IPA after IPA and, 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 you know, we have more money. Um, however, uh, uh, you know, we got to be real of like where we are, um, on the territory. It's very bud and bud light. Um, and, uh, if we just came out with IPA after IPA, which, uh, you know, do very well for us, uh, it would just kind of be alienating our, our own, um, 
like local market. So we're definitely trying to sure. to to play that, you know, uh, you know, dance on that at the end line kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, like we got to be real with ourselves too. Like, um, yeah, money's great, but uh, uh, you got to like what you what you're coming out with too. So, um, and, and uh, I'm not doing it for a couple of thumbs up on on tap. <laughs> was that because um, I did you know when we when we went by there I mean you were definitely I was I guess we'll talk about it more after like you know you had the first easy IPA you did which was killer and it's it's amazing like you've just improved this beer over the years and every time I've had it I'm like Jesus Christ it's amazing so I've noticed that you had done the lagers was that something that you always wanted to do or did you do it more in response to the local demand that you know you do need to be perceptive of the fact of where you're located and that, you know, you're going to scare people away who are looking for a bud experience and then you give them this murky yellow thing. Like this. Um, yeah. Was that, was that why you did like, what, what made you do the lights? <clears throat> um, actually not even the local demand or anything like that. Um, to be honest, like our Blondale does phenomenally well um, on, uh, on the territory. So we don't really have to, we didn't have to go into the logger uh, route really. Um, the the thing I, I think the big kicker for for me as a brewer was uh, having Christoph on board. He's European. Uh, him being Czech actually uh, was a big thing. And and you know like one of the first beers that we brewed together was when when I was training him was Beast, and he just really didn't understand that like people wanted this cloudy mud looking thing. Um, so it was like uh, that. That was like the, the funny part about that whole thing. But he kind of opened my eyes to uh, European style lagers, and um, kind of like in a fluke sort of accident too. Um, we had a couple of packs of like homebrew yeast laying around because um, we're just like playing around with uh, you know just doing like twenty liter batches off to the side for ourselves, kind of thing like that. And he's like, "Let me just take this lager yeast and." throw it in there and he didn't even like check what temperature was fermenting at. And I'm like, this is going to be a total nightmare. And then, uh, it ended up being like actually pretty decent. Um, so that was kind of like, man, maybe it's not as like complicated as <clears throat> I have it in my head because as like a home brewer, I, I, I did one lager and it was a complete disaster. Like it tastes like full on shit. So, um, so yeah, so like I, I always had this notion like it's it's uh, it's really difficult until he kind of like broke it down I guess in baby steps for me kind of thing and then introduced that. Um, so he was really in charge of like the logger program. Like you just here you go, kid. Like run for it and uh, and see so he's the one that kind of kickstarted that. And then um, the funny thing is that the obsessions became like inverse. Like he would go out to different like breweries or stores and pick up like hazy IPAs. And I would go to breweries That's and so stores funny. and just pick up loggers, you know, I'm like, look at this one, look at this one, look at this one. So that's great. At this time though, I still have a very uh, North American vision on that. Um, whereas like this one's not like, you know, nice and clear and, and clean. Like we wanted to go with more of a rustic logger on, on this mm -hmm. one. Uh, but like, uh, and even like, uh, uh, Matt's, uh, uh, Chris didn't care about clarity because we want to do a little bit of that haziness. People kind of, you, you drink, 
with your nose and your eyes so people knew what they were kind of getting into. So we're not concerned so much about clarity for those ones, but like a good, you know, German pilsner needs to be nice and clear in my opinion anyways. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, there, there's still like that. And, and so you got to invest the time in that. And like Noah was saying is like, you know, how does that, uh, how does that affect the bottom line kind of thing like that for a brewery when you're, you've got to really invest that, that time to get everything, mm. you know, nice and rounded out and nice and clear and all that stuff. So. Love it. That's cool, man. I, I always kind of, I remember we connected back in the day when I was like, some, we've got a, a, a Tiff's cousin works for us now and he's clipping all the old episodes to put on YouTube just to try and like cutting out the conversation. So I've been reviewing them and looking how like absurdly obsessed we were back then with everything haze. So I remember you and I connecting over that, but it didn't feel like out of, it felt completely in line with your brand. It never felt like, oh, I don't know if it's doing like this. I was like, yeah, yeah, they do like this. I realized mm-hmm. we did a, um, uh, Noah, Nathan from Nathan Does Beer and Chris from Hops and Bros and I did a collab last, about this time last year with Wood Brothers. And when we were doing the actual brew, Noah and Nathan weren't there, but um, some dude who was friends with them had a, they just came from you and they brought a growler of the Jaramir lineup. And that was mm. the first one I, I tried. And I didn't realize, I didn't put two and two together because I tried the, uh, the can of that recently. I was like, wow, what a, that was a fantastic beer. And it was so dope even in the, yeah, it really is. In the growling, you know, like super great, man. Like, it's, it's, yeah. Are they, are these, I, I imagine you've done more than just this one in Jaramir. Is that accurate? Oh, maybe? no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, uh, <clears throat> I mean, in cans, in cans, um, yes. Uh, on tap, like even just now, I think we have about four or five on tap. Oh, wow. Um, cool. We always, we always have a good, a good collection <clears throat> of, uh, of loggers and, and not necessarily like, like clean traditional ones. We, we play around with that as well. Um, you know, like right now we have uh, two, two liters <clears throat> apart, which is kind of like, a pun with the two meters part, uh, but that's like a hopped up <laughs> log. So, um, kind of, kind of like a, a little bit like the Chris Topsy uh, to that level, you know, kind of pairing the IPA with a, with a, you know, like a Pilsner kind of thing. Um, so then that one, that one's done with like cool, cool kid hops and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, but then we'll, we'll go even like right now we have Arnold Schwartz and lager. So Schwartz is dark. <laughs> Uh, lager is lager, so it's the spirits uh, or dark lager. Um, so we have that on tap right now. Um, you know, we have a Vienna lager. We also have, uh, which is a little bit more traditional. We have uh, a German Pilsner, which is uh, obviously more traditional. So, I mean, that's that's for missing one, but uh, um, but yeah, we always try to keep it on there. Um, you know, growlers are still going out the door a little bit less than than that because of cans. But, um, you know, it still gives us uh, time to, like, uh, play around with different things. And, and um, yeah, it's definitely a different uh, dynamic with the whole COVID lockdown thing. But uh, uh, for, our, for our small system, at least. But um, still like to come out Have, with uh, since, since you're playing so much with loggers, um, <laughs> it seems that you're, you, you're able to kind of, like, go in different directions and experiment. Um, do you have any like, I mean, without spilling the beans or whatever, but do you have any like interesting lager 
fusion ideas because I mean, like, I feel like, you know, when it comes to everything else in beer these days, whether it's throwing um, Captain Crunch into your, your, your boil or, you know, Oreo cookies or milkshake IPAs with random fruit or whatever is going on. It'll be interesting. I, I say it will be interesting. It would be interesting to see, some fun stuff with loggers. I don't necessarily mean like silly stuff, but um, like crossing styles, lactose not loggers. So I was curious if you had any thoughts about that or like, do you have any visions of, of new kind of, not that you're going to like set new trends, but like ideas that like maybe haven't been thought of mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know, like, because right now, I think that's the, the fun thing about loggers is that um, it's kind of not really uncharted territory, but uh, I would say, like, uh, you know, everybody's kind of playing with, um, you know, loading the shit out of an IPA with, you know, you were talking about uh, all park mustard loggers. Nice. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, um, but you know, like people are loading the, the shit out of like an IPA with Cheerios or, mm. or fruit loops or whatever yeah. like that. Um, um, but like, what is, uh, if somebody went back and said like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm making like traditional IPAs. Like nobody even knows what the hell that means anymore. Um, yeah, exactly. but, uh, yeah. in terms of, uh, and I think that's where loggers get away with it is because you could get away with just doing traditional style loggers mm-hmm. and then in, you can go the opposite way of doing, um, something weird or something different and people are still going to remember like you can basically fill your whole tap list or um, you know product list of, of like uh, oh we have the traditional side and then we also have the the weird thing and, and that wouldn't be like that wouldn't be like too uh, too weird for anybody to, to, to grasp their head um, I don't think we're going to go like put Captain Crunch in, in anything but um you know, we have talked about for the summer at least doing maybe uh, potentially some fruited lagers, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just I I don't know more of the same. I guess uh, mm-hmm. uh, we had a series where we wanted to just uh, kind of do, um, you know, marrying that IPA with with uh, with lagers. You know, um, and doesn't always have to be just a straight up hills either. Um, Hasn't right. really been, been with like an amber lager or the, like a Vienna lager or something like that. Lager. So uh, I don't know. I don't like not off the top of my head. Do I have anything like, uh, you know, um, like uh, Captain Crunch Cheerios thing? But um, I, I think there's a there's a lot of there's a somebody's going to invent something and, and then we're all going to have to do it, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but the, uh, fr- the fruited the fruited lactose lager. We did lactose lager, sour, uh, smoothie, barrel-aged. Glitter. Um, glitter, yes. The glitter, yes. Monstrosity, <laughs> as it were. The monstrosity. Yeah. Some might call it. <laughs> yeah. on, on that note, do we want, I, I noticed uh, there's a few empty glasses. Do we want to move on to the next um, room? And if we do, sure. which beer would that be? Whoever decides to, I, I imagine Uncle Drew, you're in charge here, mate. Um, I don't know. You you guys pick. So uh, I drink my every day. So I mean. So you like what? Okay. Well, boys, we have. <laughs> I guess we have Jaromir, the another lager. If we want to continue the crispy train, 
or we can move on to the IPAs, which we have numerous to select from. Um, does anyone have a preference? I am completely down for it. Well, I feel like we've been talking a lot about lagers, so we should keep going on that train. Keep the Jeremy? Boom. Not a bad I, I, idea. I would go. In the door. Yeah, we're very interested in it. Uh, obviously, yes. we're going to hit some haze afterwards, but let's dance with some Yaramir. I like your... Uh, oh, it's Yaramir? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it is. The, yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, okay. And isn't it like a sports guy or something? He's a hockey player, a great hockey player. Man, I even know that, and I'm 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 just as bad as you. Really? Oh, okay. What does he? Who does he play for? But I'm also. He played for the Penguins. Uh, I want to say. Am I correct there? Or am I wrong there? Is that? Yeah, the, he used to. Well, he played for a whole mess of teams uh, through his career. But he's actually uh, he's a Czech hockey player, and and now he's back in uh, he's back in Czech Republic, and. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's like forty. Uh, I want to say forty three, and he's still wow. playing. So what's his uh, real last? A lot better than what we're doing right now. So. Doesn't he have like a Yager? Ah, yeah. because I saw when I was hence, posting hence, about hence this, the pun. Yes, when I was posting about it, people were like, "Oh my god, that's an amazing name!" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but but the the local Quebec sports covered this. No, oh, yeah? they came and interviewed me about it, or yeah. did a report about it. Yeah, you know, you know, it's pandemic and there's like no sports going on when RDS naming a beer. God, that's beautiful. What a fucking great uh, that 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 definitely blew up that beer. I mean, we I think we sold out like the next day of that, and then uh, people were angry because we didn't have more. And uh, um, so, anytime anyone wants to do that, that would be great. We can do it every week if, if possible. I'll be right back. Yeah, brother, no problem. Uh, Beer and Abose is saying somehow Noah's can is barrel aged. You know what? That's how Noah gets down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. God damn it. I this have the one a, can. The one barrel aged can. That's all. Very, very small barrel. Yes, they dumped all of it, gave me, just canned one can, and then, and then gave it, it to me in a gold case. <laughs> This is such a good beer, man. Like, I'm super impressed. I think oh, it really is. I actually had it for the first time last week. It, oh, really? it got caught in the back of my fridge, so it no. was even – it was a bit older. I mean, it was like three, four months, which is That's totally fine for lager, and it blew my mind. Yeah, man. So I'm so excited to have it again. I was actually – I would have been disappointed if we moved straight to the IPAs uh, without doing this. Look at that head, man. Fuck, it's beautiful. But I actually really, really loved the um, – the smoked corn lager. That was uh, a lovely surprise. Not that I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but um, it was, uh, I could drink that all day. Oh, I feel that. No, I love that brew. It's really, it's one of those summer crushers that you can just, you know, a desert island beer. I'd be super stoked if this was my desert island beer. This one? Drink this oh, yeah, I want to save it for when the pool opens and just right? lie on the deck. Oh. The fuck I'm saying. Well, first uh, of all, how do you feel about your face on a beer, by the yeah, way? Oh, your audio. Your audio, Drew, from when you were taking a poo. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the funny thing is, is that Philip uh, Flat Bathtub drew that. Um, we, had, we had sent him all like a picture of us, and he drew it, and what like. We didn't tell him who to put where, and he put my face in the goddamn middle. And I'm like, oh my god! Uh, oh no! He and I had a hat on. Um, actually, it was the the 
the profile picture I gave you, Matt, for the Boston Hops yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, I, had, I can see it now, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a hat on, well, actually one of our own hats, and it had just a patch on it. And I'm like, hey, can you like remove that patch and put like make loggers great again? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. That's, that's a great idea. So that's where that the hat so i'm like waiting for you the, should make that merch that's a good idea yeah i mean i'm just waiting for them to come in they're they're in production oh fun. So, wow that's yeah. awesome here for it that's awesome yeah. philip, philip philip rules obviously yeah so i mean um I, I just wanted to show this kind of quick because uh uh we have another can i don't i hope that we're going to get to it but uh it's monkey dog and it's part of our exploration series so we have kind of like a generic placeholder label um, for exploration batches. And it was actually one of those, um, exploration, um, batches that, um, that, um, this be a start again? made it, uh, hold on, is it going to focus? There if we you go. If you block your face, it should be good. Yeah, there we go. There so it's like, uh, yeah, exactly. it's like just a kind of a shitty drawing of like some tanks and stuff. And, um, so, um, yeah, so it's kind of like uh, we're going to test it out to see if it if it works. And um, I think RDS um, launched uh, wrote that article on us about uh, that beer name, and they thought it was hilarious. And then everybody bought it. And then we're like, okay, well, let's make a real label for it. Um, so yeah, we got a local guy who was also one of our uh, delivery drivers to to draw it up for us, and. Um, and we're like, change up some logos and stuff so we don't get sued, and that would be that would be great. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's super dope. Um, uh, Beer and Abose are just saying, do you, you guys have an LCBO skew? My understanding is no. It's a whole, uh, it's a cheers, lengthy guys. conversation. Yeah. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Fucking get in, you boys. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a whole. It's delicious. Mm. This so is such a delicious meal. Oh, I love it so much. Um, I imagine and it was a tech guy, so I guess it's kind of like authentic. <laughs> super authentic, got SARS in it and everything. From what you need. Yeah. Um, no, this is a. He was so upset with crisp topsy. He was yes. so upset upset with crisp topsy. Yeah. Like, you're gonna do what? Oh, dry. <laughs> what are you gonna do to him? Um, on that note, dry hop. <laughs> I wanted to actually get you know since uh, we brought it up a couple of times. Do you guys want to just talk about that? Yeah, Matt and Drew, you guys collabed on a, a great beer. Actually, sure. there are two two releases uh, of it. Talking about a third because they keep asking for it. Money, but uh, it's it's Look super simple. It was I got a I got a message from Drew last summer. One word: crisp topsy. And I was like, I'm in. Let's do it. I love it. I told the guys. It took some back and forth to between me and Drew to make it happen. Uh, I finally secured the deal when I interviewed him for a Vox and Hops episode last, I think it was the end of August and uh, of 2020. And uh, I told my band and my guitarist, Christian Donaldson, is such a haze monster that he was just super unimpressed. And I was like, trust me now, Kettlewalk is amazing. It's going to be super good. And so I, on that, I was like, we got to do something more. We, we got to hop it somehow. Let's, let's do like a double dry hopped Pilsner, make it like a new world Pilsner. So we had to call it a new world Pilsner on the can to not upset people. But uh, I was super stoked about it. And Chris loves it. Now he loves it. Uh, he, he's turned, turned around and it, it's, it's not a Pilsner. It's not, he was expecting something Closer to this, which he like also appreciates, but he, which he really, but he sincerely, really, really enjoys 
hazy beers and he loves your hazy beers too so that that's crisp topsy and uh, the can art was designed by the same dude that does this which is how he is still doing stuff for Kanawaki, which makes me super happy because Philip is amazing. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm super happy about it. Uh, Cryptopsy loves it. Uh, the Cryptopsy fans would love to get it from around the globe. Uh, that's not possible, sadly. But uh, uh, when the world opens up again and Kanawaki keeps making these beers, uh, hopefully they will make their way across the bridge and come pick some up when they are tra traveling through Montreal. Yeah. Uh, just to add on that, um, it, it was it was funny too. Like um, uh, Matt and Christian came down, and we did like a little video on the launch day. And uh, I remember like uh, Chris, kind of like he doesn't say too much, or he didn't say too much that day, and he was, he was still kind of he was still like I, I could see like uh, he was he was quite happy through his his extra large beard that he had at the time, um, and then. Um, and I remember Matt saying like, oh, yeah, Flo, uh, who's uh, the drummer, he's not really into beer. I'll, I'll like I'll float him a couple of cans or whatever like that and, and, and see. And then he ended up like he, he loved it and ended up driving himself all the way down to pick up more. So I'm like, <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. it's, it's when when the band, um, you know, I think uh, I think for the most part, uh, maybe Matt was kind of like the. Uh, the, the pivot man on that, like the, the inspiration guy. Cause we, we talked about mosaic and that's, that was his, uh, his favorite hop. And that was his suggestion on that. But it was just great that the rest of the band kind of corralled around that because they, they, uh, equally, equally like that beer. So, um, yeah. And, and I think a lot of people like that beer. We, we always get, uh, people saying like, you're going to have this like as a regular thing. Right. And I'm like, yeah, um, sure. Yeah. We're going to do it again and again. So, uh, um, and then, you know, like, uh, we had to call it a new world Pilsner and you still go on untapped and people still don't get it. But, uh, um, for the most part, it's all positive comments, but then you have like the odd person being like, this is not a Pilsner at all. And grumpy face and all that stuff. And like, <laughs> it has bohemian yeast in it too as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's actually the same yeast that we use for the Euromir log. So it is a, a Czech uh, lager strain that we uh, we we used. Um, just gives a, a little bit more of a more interesting character, uh, in fact, uh, than your standard clean, um, you know, uh, German pilsner, let's say. And uh, yeah, so it's it's um, it's kind of like it's it's got to be a little bit more, uh, you know, interesting and and gritty. Because that's what fucking metal is. It's you know, it's 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 gritty and it's interesting. You know, it's it's not your average turn on the radio music. You know, so it has to be, um, you know, like kind of in hindsight. I think if the only thing I had to change about it is like I would put it at like six point sixty six percent or you no. know something because <laughs> <laughs> it's low. You know, it's four point seven or something, right? It's four point seven. Four, Eight. Yeah, four point eight, something 4. like that. 8. But, we got uh, a bunch of flack when we when we announced the beer. They were like, "What? What are you doing this beer for? It's not extreme. Cryptopsy is an extreme band. You should have an extreme beer." And I'm like, "It yeah, well, is an extreme beer. It's a new. It's an experimental out of the." Sorry, you're supposed to drink it in extreme amounts, uh, in extreme quantities. You not, you know, <laughs> you don't have one and done. Like, what is this? You know. Um, Not to mention, you know, Cryptopsy uh, is an experimental band. 
You know, Cryptopsy yeah. has never rested on its laurels. It's always done something different. And Cryptopsy is something different. It's something very out of the box, something very avant-garde. And that's what Cryptopsy is. So that's what I've been saying to the fans is like, this is a Cryptopsy beer because we could have just made a standard 6.66% beer that was metal or gone for a 12% stout because we're so dark and evil. But no, we made a crushable, hoppy, experimental, out-of-the-box Lager with mono hops, which is you know mono mosaic hops, which I love, and that is experimental avant-garde, and that's cryptopsy. And I love that. I love it. That's you know, Cheers to that. <laughs> he, he was so passionate. I'm not going to say anything more about it. No, man. <laughs> no, no, because we we, we well, got a, we got a bunch of shit from some people on that. So, I mean, yeah. not to mention that you do. Uh, You've, you're doing freaking collabs every week, so they they have to differ. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have yeah, different yeah. things going on. You know, I mean, like it can all be the same. You know, like you said, twelve percent bourbon barrel age beer with hate in it or something. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there is there is one of those in the works for Cryptops. <laughs> I, I, I think did I think you, it's did you around fifteen percent. Hate? <laughs> There's lots of hate. It's, it's been aging in hate. Yeah. But there is one of those in the works that will come out eventually. I'm excited. That's going to be the clip for sure. The time is this. <laughs> 23 minutes, I remember that. That's fucking amazing. Um, no, that's like, let's see, boys. I'm super, I'm super happy about that. It was a great day. I really enjoyed that. And it, and it was like a genuine uh, thing. Obviously, Drew, you're into music heavy and you know you fuck with metal heavy. Obviously, looking at your background there. Or for people listening to the audio, Drew has guitars behind um so like it's a it's a it's a perfect fit for you guys and and um i love it i think it's super super cool the there's a just a quick question here from philip he said or philip sorry or phil fuck it's phil he goes yesterday he got a beer called the retro from roque mont it's a sour with white chocolate guava wild berries and mead yeast he's curious to have our opinions on whether we would try it i would try anything because i want team innovation son fuck that same here same here it's missing Definitely. lactose. Yeah, I'd try anything. Lactose and glitter. Maybe. There's some lactose in the white chocolate there, buddy. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. All right, I'll take you it. should have like lactose in your fridge, like a pump that if, if <laughs> beers don't have lactose, you just go to the fridge and like, like boom, boom. Yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or it's like Starbucks drinks. He's got like a pump, like, oh, just not enough yeah. lactose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Call me Becky. <laughs> I actually was doing that one time. We, um, I want to just take like a cup of lactose from just from a brewery just so I can keep it at home and just add my own you know, just to do a little stir, dissolve it, like some like nest quick or something, you know? You, you did this? No, a, yeah, that should be a BA a BAOS thing, like a merch item. Oh, it's not about that. Add your own lactose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just sell it in little baggies. One time during a podcast, like, I used to have a ho- uh, my like friend Scott. Oil you were just talking to. Yeah. Ooh. With the lactose in the beer. Just have a little drop. Just be like, oh, not enough. You're onto something, mate. You're fucking onto something. One time we did a podcast with People's Pint in Toronto, and my uh, my friend Scott was my co-host at the time, and they had they brought out like a cup of lactose. I was actually going to take it with me. I didn't, and he did he did a fucking line of it on the on the table of the podcast. Gone awry. We were like out of control back then. I'm glad that beer was a little more like. Normal. We just drink beer and talk yeah, and then got married and had a kid and uh, and then grew up. <laughs> yeah, he grew up and look at us. 
still doing that's the an same option. thing. That's the growing up is an optional part of things. You both are ex- – look at this. That's a great point, Drew. You've got two now. Congrats, by the way. Uh, both yeah. you boys. Actually, I'm the only childless person here. I wonder if my semen works. Yeah. Okay. We got um, double you're the, the one, children. You're the one that can sleep. You're the one that gets to sleep in tomorrow. Oh, I'm in every single day. Don't you worry about that. Well, let's not sleep in. Let's <laughs> just do what I want. You know? <laughs> That's right. We're going to do an adventure. I just need that nanny money. So then you just have the nanny. Yeah. When, care you, you know when like you're that. 60 or something, you're going to – Oh, you know – I'm cool with that. I feel young as shit. I'm immature as fucking anything, bro. I'm putting lactose in everything. Uh, Beer and Bozo saying, seize toilet papers and fuse your lactose. Do I want it on my ass? I don't know if I want it on my ass, though. I'm not really into that. I think you want it everywhere, bro. That's a good point. Do you know what the funny thing? I didn't give a fuck about lactose. It was like three years ago. No one cared. It's 2021, bro. It's about glitter. Never going to die, man. Hey? (laughs) What'd you say? Never going to die. Yeah, it's never going to die. Anyways, enough about lactose. Um... Okay, beautiful. So, like, from when we did the interview, I guess it was in, like, you know, about this time in 2018 to now, I imagine a whole yeah. bunch has changed for you guys. So, like you were saying, like, just to just go into a bit more has, you know, like, I feel like, <laughs> the, bless you, the, um, I don't think people really understand what you were describing earlier. So, there was, like, the brewery in this, like, shed type of situation at the back. And you, yeah. would, your mash ton was i think four correct me if i'm wrong four times the size of your fermenters which never happens it's the other way around usually so you had those little small mini fermenters where you filled out multiple fermenters with the same um uh, like, uh, uh is that correct close yeah close. uh close close um so we actually had uh because at the time not many people were selling two barrel uh bright tanks so what we actually had was multiple bright tanks um, so after okay. the fermentation was done, uh, we would have to split the batch in at least two. Okay. Um, and so that allowed us to play around with a couple of different things. Um, a lot of things like on the cold side, of course, but you know, we could do a stout and then infuse the stout, uh, infuse the other one with, with, you know, something more fun or whatever like that. Um, or, you know, like, uh, fruit the shit out of one and, and keep the other one willy nilly. Um, yeah, there, there was that. Not far off. Gotcha. Okay. I uh, didn't remember the specifics, but just like the fact that you were able to pump out the quality that you were doing in that way, which is pretty unorthodox. I've never seen anything like that before or since. Um, and, yeah, uh, me neither. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, but I guess that's the <laughs> point of the ingenuity here. You know, you, you took what you had, you worked with what you could, and you, you made that shit work, and, and everything was super quality. Like, like you know, I guess we realize now it was like probably two months in, less than. So... Mm-hmm. The you know since then now you've connected those bad boys you've upgraded um, you know how was that process been for you was there many teething problems going from you know the way that you were doing it now to which I haven't even seen it but I imagine that might, you know what you would typically see in, in any given brewery with larger fermenters yeah. and such. Um, um, I, I really expected that there would be a lot more growing pains in terms of that like scaling up recipes and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, just, just, uh, but it was quite the opposite, uh, for us. Um, it was fairly easy actually, um, just to have uh, temperature control on a lot of, a uh, lot of portions of, the of the brewing process was like, wow, this is, this is great, you know? Um, so yeah, like, uh, I'm, I'm still like, uh, I still scratch my head sometimes and think like, how did we get away with doing so many, uh, good beers actually? Um, 
I wouldn't say great beers, but have, uh, so many good beers uh, on such a, a small, like uh, kind of homemade system. And, um, and yeah, it's like when we, so when I think we just got so good at like patching things together um, to make it all work that when we actually had like technology on our side this time, um, it was, it was just like, uh, you know, we, we knew how to drive a car because we had a shitty car. And then when we got a good car, <laughs> it just made it easier, you know? So, um, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I mean, there was just maybe the small growing pains growing into things, but then it's just like after, uh, you know, a couple of weeks or even a couple of months, it's just like, well, that was easy. Let's move on to the next thing. And then like, I think that's why canning just became like a little bit faster than, than, um, than maybe it should have. Uh, but even canning, like we got a, a, you know, knock on, knock on wood, but I think we got a pretty good knack on that. We haven't had any like, uh, bad experiences or bad results of that. So, um, yeah, I don't know, like, uh, not really, nothing really bad to report. That's good. I mean, that's what I wanted to see what, it, what that was like, as far as like, go on, man. I think he's got some, some, some fire canning abilities. Cause I forgot one of your IPAs in the back of my fridge for far too long, cracked it open. And it was fresh and delicious. And I wrote you and you were like, yeah, we, yeah. we, cause we, we got the canning down to it, to the science. <laughs> cause I was so impressed. I was like, this beer is so old. It shouldn't be this good. I was, I was yeah. very impressed. It was, I think it was a proximity that you had done. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's quite possible. Um, yeah, it's just like, uh, um, especially when me and me and uh, Christoph were trying to figure out all this stuff, like, you know, um, we really wanted to negate like any bad stuff that can happen. So anything like uh, any oxygen pickup, any, any, I don't know, anything that can to possibly go bad at any little point. Um, we really started nit nitpicking at, at a lot of details and it. I think our, our beer really kind of stands up in, in cans. Um, you know, like uh, we're actually uh, our buddies at Sean Lib are, are um, you know nice enough to let us use their. Uh, they have a fancy apparatus to, to have our cans tested. Um, you know, for any dissolved oxygen and all that stuff, and and we've always been like really low. So that's uh, like we're doing something good, um, and uh, yeah. So we don't want to fix what's not broken, and uh, so. Good stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> to rent one of those machines costs about five hundred dollars a week. That'll add up. That'll hit you. Yeah. Uh, Shouts yeah. to Mike. Absolutely. As well. Speaking of. Uh, yeah. Go on, man. I was just say. Uh, speaking of IPAs, you guys want to open an IPA, or are you still working? <laughs> yeah. on... I'm not. I'm not. I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. These uh these crispy. It's okay. I'm used to. We just finished them later, mate. Don't worry about that. Um, because the IPAs are really think this is like we really need to talk about this shit. Um, yeah, it's a good segue into that because that's key. Yeah, man. It's um. Yeah. So which one do we want to do? I know we mostly have um the same. Uh, what, are, what are what are you what are you most proud of there, Drew? That you want to showcase? Yeah, out of these, saying which 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 one of your kids do you like the most? <laughs> the one that's uh, asleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, out of those three, no one, uh, I'd say, like, let's go with the three hops this time. And that'll also make Craig happy because there's lactose in it. So there we go. I uh, I really enjoyed this one. 
I had I it am the first moist. time the other day. Yeah. So this one's a series, right? And this is number ten. It's always three hops, number and you just 10. change it up. That's it. We it's the same, uh, relatively the same uh, base recipe. It's it's evolved since one, I, I would say. Uh, but I guess from uh, maybe about six on or five or six onwards, it's been relatively the same thing. And then we just uh, we choose a different combination of hops. And and uh, number ten is the first one that we actually put in cans, and that also released at our third year anniversary. Mm. Um, so we do put a little bit of lactose in there just, just to. Uh, to kick up a little bit, a uh, little bit of that, um, the fruit character on that um, of the hops, of course, and uh, yeah, and once again, it's nice uh, artwork from uh, Flat Bathtub, who's uh, Philip. So cool, man. Philip, Philip, yeah, it might be my my favorite can that you've. Uh, yeah, this is beautiful. Done. Bro. It's out there. The color. colors are, yeah. are are insane. Definitely not metal, but but I, I like it very much. <laughs> Hey, metal can be pink, Matthew. Oh my god! <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Pink is the new black. Yeah, pink is the new pink black. Is black. <laughs> Do you know what? Funny thing about this: when we first we had one during the podcast with Drew, and I didn't know what the fuck it was, and Tiff and Scott had to explain what three hops is time. Then. I know. Oh, what do you fun. mean? Like it's from a song. Oh yeah, I I knew that. You, yeah, I didn't know. It's not anything that's in Australia. <laughs> I did. You know? I did. I'm I'm kidding. I don't know. I, don't I, I know. do not know what three hops is. So, so oh, please fuck. tell me what this is. I'm gonna let Drew yeah, tell you because uh, Tiff, can you just explain it uh, loud so I can hear what's the three hops this time thing about? It's the from the thing slide. What's the song called? Oh, I know exactly what that. Yeah, my my kids love that to shit. The yeah. To the left. Take Something. it back now, y'all. Yeah, hop three hops this time. This time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they okay. use three different hops, which is dope. Um, <laughs> this one, oh, it's called Cha Cha Slide. Cha Cha Slide. By DJ Casper. Uh uh uh. It sounds racist. It's at every black wedding. Okay. Um, do you want to take a photo? No, me? I got it. You got it? Okay. So you, I'm gonna take a fucking picture of this, mate. Yeah, this is. This yeah, you is haven't even, you haven't even done your you haven't even done your laugh yet, though. Oh, because do I need to do the laugh? The fake laugh? Yeah, okay. you, you gotta do the big line. Even well, if you're not filming it, you just gotta do it anyway. Oh no, I don't know. It's always my favorite. It's my favorite part. The <laughs> fake laugh is the most ridiculous shit of all time. Yeah, you ready? <laughs> this is gorgeous. This. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait to levels see. of content. Right? Look at that. It's can like I? Can I have? Uh, can I have a Matt try and do the fake laugh thing too? <laughs> <laughs> But I can stand like this for I can stand like this for hours. Yeah. <laughs> hours. <laughs> Matthew's a mannequin. Um we were just, Drew, we were just explaining uh when we went to the brewery, I didn't know we had this during the first podcast, like probably the first version of it, and I didn't know yeah. what what the reference was, so you guys all had to explain it to me and Matt and Noah didn't really know either, so then Tiff explained it to us because I forgot. But you also put it on the yeah. can, and you made our lives easy. Um, yeah, exactly. Can I ask, what are the three hops this time? I knew you were going to put me on the spot, so I'm actually looking for it. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually have it in front of me. Um, just as I suspected, um, um, it, it has sold out since... Uh, since uh, um, I sent it to you guys, so uh, let me just dig that up. I know there's, uh, I know there's Amarillo in there. Shout uh, out, shout out to Sherry. Yes, yeah, shout to Sherry. Yeah, 
Um, funny story about Sherry. I ran into her at the coffee, our local coffee shop, like the next day. So, no, I'm huh. sure it was. Love and Sherry. Oh, yeah, that is smooth. Um, the lactose is Emerald, Emerald Equinot and Idaho 7. There you go. Oh, I love Idaho 7. God damn it. Okay. The, the pineapple on the nose is out of this world. Like, it's just That's so it bright and. Yeah. And the passion fruit, and what I what I like about this beer is it's I, I don't know every, everyone right now with good cause is 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 doing the I guess twenty twenty one New England IPA, which is you know teetering on the hot burn or at least some some very sharp kind of profile. Some people do it a bit more balanced. Uh, some people do it a bit harsher. But that, like that thing that we all kind of crave, or whatever, and um, I feel like we're seeing less and less of like the earlier days of New England IPAs, or even like the Vermont style IPAs, or just like calling something an American IPA. Um, and this kind of it, it's it's obvious it feels bright and New England esque, but. It's not. It doesn't. It's not like Minotaur, and it's not like Wizard. You know what I mean? Like this. This feels like something different. And uh, when I was, I was. It was a pleasure to drink because you know sometimes you get as much as I love them, just like everyone else. I also like when you just back to back the same kind of thing that's a little bit of different hop profile, but you know. And th- this was kind of like a breath of fresh air. That's all. That's what I'm trying to say. I really enjoyed it. It must be Thank so you. boring yeah. for breweries, just 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 hammering out the same shit all the time. Yeah. As a musician, yeah. I would find it just so monotonous. Okay, let's change the hops. Let's do the same thing. So it's cool that this one it feels completely different. There's no hop burn. It's it's, it's juicy, yeah, smooth, crushable, perfect sweetness. The the, the lactose is delicate, which I enjoy because I'm not the biggest fan. Apologize. Mr. Yeah. Craig, but uh, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, uh, well, um, I mean, the irony of it is that in this particular beer, we are doing the same thing. Um, wash, rinse, and repeat <laughs> the, the base recipe, but all we're doing is changing up the hop profiles, uh, the, the hop combination on it. So it's always obviously three hops. Um, and then, uh, but the thing is, like, we will even throw in like unpopular. Um, uh, unpopular hops like uh, we've already done one with uh, in fact laurel which is the one that uh, one of the, the main ones in uh, around the corner uh, which is like a super noble hop we've already thrown that into this uh, into this uh, this beer before I think that might have been version eight or something like that but um, but it's just to see like okay let's throw like a, a cool kid hop I don't know like citra or galaxy or whatever like that and then but like that's add something not that you don't really typically see, and uh, and that's the that's the fun of it because uh, um, the the person drinking it is expecting something to be different. So um, if you don't give them something different, then you did not succeed uh, in this particular mm-hmm. series, of course. Um, so like uh, you know, like uh, for for this one, um, uh, for this one, you know, bringing in Amarillo, which is kind of like. Yeah, I don't even want to say it, but an old school hop now um, that has like had a minor resurgence, mm-hmm. I guess, in the in the um, IPA world. 
Um, and then teamed up with like an Idaho seven, which I would say is kind of like, I don't really want to say upcoming new kid, um, because it's been around for a while, but it's kind of like, I guess, not as popular as your Citra and Mosaic and stuff. And then uh, Equinauts, like, I don't know, like that snot-nosed kid that's in the corner that like people like to play with from time to time. But, but you know, he's cool, but he's not part of the cool kid crew. So like, whatever, we invited him in anyways, and let's see what happens. So I think, um, oh, man, I just like relived my elementary school days. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, um, how, how calculated, how calculated are these beers versus just going through your freezer and seeing what's left? Good question. Um, they, they actually, um, the thing is, is like we won't really touch too much of that. So it's always equal parts. Uh, every, every hop has its role to play. Um, we, don't, we don't rebalance it because one's more pungent than the other and all that stuff. It's like who wins? It's the, it's the, you know, the battle of the three and who wins wins. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we don't we don't. It's like equal parts uh, of the three. We will rebalance as a whole um, to kind of get the same bitterness, I would say. Um, but uh, in terms of like uh, who like the dry hop is, you know, one third, one third, one third, and that's it. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, that's the fun of that series. You know, uh, I think the hard part comes out to like when you're coming out with a you know, a new IPA, like a new staple IPA or whatever like that. And that has to be different, which, um, you know, like granted our, I think are even our first three, like the, uh, you know, beast, uh, wizard and minotaur. Um, some people have a hard time differentiating them. I don't, but that's because I know what I'm looking for. Um, so we're actually going to be revisiting that. And, and maybe that's kind of like a sneak peek to that, but like, Beast will get kind of like a, a, a decent amount of makeover uh, over the next year. And uh, it'll be kind of like hovering away from what it is today. Um, and, and, you know, that's going to be for the good and for the bad because people are going to, who like it today, um, you know, may not like where it's going to go tomorrow. And, and uh, but people who don't really see any difference or, or like it less today may love it tomorrow. So, um, but uh, as uh, as a brewery and as a as a brewer and uh, uh, somebody who appreciates beer, well, you know that's that's the way it fucking goes, man. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm calling the shot now, man. <laughs> yeah. You have to get a bus up. This has been interesting. I love this. Go, on, man. I was gonna say I love that you guys actually still dabble in flagships. A lot of the new hype breweries don't play with flagships anymore. They just brew and change beers all the time you have a wide array so, of them but it's it's fun that you revisit stuff yeah so i mean i think we dance on that on that fine line again like um especially well because we came from like the the brew pub um model is like shit always had to be new but we always had to have the staples on there like we needed to have like the main five like we you need the jackson five and then pop music after that could be whatever but we need five on tap and then um so it's kind of like it's harder when it comes to cans because uh you need to like get artwork done you need to order labels um i've seen a lot of breweries actually uh just handwrite labels i'm like 
that's too much fucking work. I'm not doing that. Um, but, uh, um, but you know, we're, we're looking at, at having a, well, I mean, we, we kind of came out with a generic label, even though we have to like, we, we changed up the color scheme and the names and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, we're, we're coming out with like a generic label thing that we're, we're not going to handwrite it. We have a different way of doing it, but, um, but like just to kind of get like that, um, that brew pub experience back in, in time of a pandemic, because, uh, you know, it's going to be like a, you know, uh, 15 to 20 case sort of thing. Um, and, uh, when we sell out, well, we sell out and that's it, but we're not going to, we can't invest the, I mean, it's, it's me doing the labels and I'm not a graphic designer. So, uh, I need to get somebody to draw them and, and, um, and then I'll, I'll put together, like I'll put it together with the information and all that stuff, but I can't draw like Philip and, you know, and Kyle can, cause not that gifted. You know, so. Okay. I love that. Now that makes sense that, that, uh, I like that. What are the five flagships that now that now we're talking about? Yeah, that was a long-winded explanation of, of, yeah, we're still doing flagships. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What are the five flagships? Uh, well, on tap, it was like, uh, uh, well, we have, we have Bridge, which is our blonde ale. We have uh, All Right, All Right, All Right, which is our, our pale ale, which we do can. Uh, well, we can both of those. Uh, we have Hard Day's Work, which is uh, our ESB, uh, which is also canned. Uh, we have Bammer, which is our stout. And then... Um, Depending on the times, we'd rotate through a uh, wit beer that would be for the summertime, and then we'd have something different for the uh, fall and winter. But uh, we'd always have like that sort of the the Jackson Five on there, with like one of them that would rotate out. Um, but then and then everything else would be just like uh, us dicking around back there. So a little bit of dicking around. Why? This new, this new, uh, the new, the new small yeah, I'm having thing is, is uh, no, you're not. Oh, yeah. put it in front of your face. Hold on, uh, I'm. If you everything's you. back with the cameras, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's really hard getting because I. If you block your face, it usually can do the bokeh because the camera's trying to focus on your pretty face. Oh, here we go. There you go. Look there at that. Oh, what How a leg is that? Philip just totally killed him. This is a reimagining of the Whisper Supremacy album artwork. Uh, Pilsner Supremacy is what the beer is called. So shout out to Chris Donaldson for coming up with that one. Uh, killer reimagining of the artwork. I'm totally making a shirt out of that and selling a bunch it's of so them. Cool. But <laughs> yeah, man. It's <laughs> artwork. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, why is there lactose in this particular version of the three hops? Is has there been lactose in past versions? Uh, there has been lactose, probably as of like version five or six, I would say. Um, in everyone, or just occasionally? Uh, yeah, in in every three hops uh, okay. since version five, six, somewhere around there. Yeah. What was the thinking behind that? Obviously, aside from the fact that it's the fucking best, but aside from that, like. <laughs> Um, well, the, um, the logic behind that was, uh, sometimes we're not using the most, um, um, you know, face melting, uh, hops, you know, uh, like I had mentioned before. So, uh, to just help that, uh, the fruit, like to accentuate the fruit and all that stuff. Um, if you add a little bit of extra sugar in there, 
it's going to accentuate that. Um, and, and also we just kind of wanted to have like a different mouthfeel than, than most, uh, most things, but it was really just kind of accentuate the, the hop character that would be associated to fruit. So, uh, if you give a little bit of sweetness, it gives that notion of like, mm. uh, well, that, that pineapple really punches, um, you know, or, or, uh, that melon or whatever character you, you want to name in there uh, really punches because you have a little bit of that, uh, that, uh, that backbone, that sugar, like that sweetness backbone to it. So um, that's the logic behind that. Uh, even at that though, we, we kind of subdue it uh, a, a fair amount. This is actually probably the sweetest one I would say. Um, uh, it's definitely the sweetest one out of uh, the series. And um but uh, I don't necessarily hate it. I, I felt like it kind of maybe dialed back a little bit um, with, with uh, each week that it uh, goes through. But uh, that might be just my my perception on that. But um. yeah, I don't I don't get a ton of sweetness on this, so I don't find it um, cloying or like I probably wouldn't even have guessed that there was lactose in this. I don't know. Um, aside from the fact that it's got a nice mouthfeel or whatever. <clears throat> but um yeah it, it 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 finishes pretty dry um i don't know if it's just the balance of the hop character with uh, the residual bitterness and it just kind of cuts through it a bit or something but um it's nice it works it it's the fruitiness is is what's impressive in a different way than that kind of sharp uh bright fruitiness in a lot of uh, new england ips this comes off a bit more that actually juicy you know what i mean like i feel like the term juicy got popular a few years ago with beers called juicy or whatever and it, i feel i feel like this mar this showcases that kind of new england style ipa from a couple of years ago as opposed to the um almost like astringent more astringent or more bright or more intense new england's that we're, we're seeing these days yeah uh, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you had mentioned that too, like the the whole green thing, and uh, like I'm still scratching my head to this day of like where that came from. Um, I had a beer the other day from uh, the name of the brewery. Uh, it's a Quebec brewery, but uh, the name of the brewery escapes me, and I'm just like, man, that is just like that reminds me of some some place in Vermont would have done that, and uh, you just don't get that so much. Um, I guess these days, but uh, mm-hmm. actually, it was it was a Sir John Sir John beer. I was going to say, I was like, it, it, oh, it really? just, Sir John is the king. Yeah, it just like really came back. Like I had it, I had it on. on uh, uh, we went to go visit them, and we had it on tap. And so, uh, I don't know if I can really say that legally, you know. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's just like that reminds me of like a a Vermont beer, you know, like. Uh, just that that smooth like silkiness like there's there's you know the i don't know if it's like the green character just comes from like not giving it enough time kind of thing like that or mm-hmm. i don't know the hops have definitely changed over the years you know the 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 way that hops are being um manufactured has changed um but i wouldn't say that's like a like a last year thing that's been like you know several years that we've we've dealt with yeah. this so it's i don't know um i i know from from uh from my perspective like i don't like i don't like green beers uh do we have beers that have 
release green. Uh, yes. However, uh, to me, like, I, I really I hated myself for, for even having that <laughs> out there. Um, but uh, it, it has happened. What, what know, was like, that uh, decision? Why, why, why would you release something that you didn't want to release when you could have waited a week? Because, um, you know what, like, uh, uh, believe it or not, a lot of our New England IPAs will, will even logger. So, um, um, you know, the, they'll sit at zero for multiple weeks, um, which, which kind of like when Noah mentioned it uh, before about loggers, like, you know, you can you can pump out a couple of IPAs in the same amount of time of loggers. It's like we kind of uh, we kind of also logger some of our 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 hazies because oh, they're interesting. Just, yeah, they're they're just not uh, they're, they're just a bit too harsh, uh, in, in my opinion. And then, um, and then, so like, uh, yeah, I mean, um, that one, I guess, and it was a, it was a version of beast that went out and I wasn't particularly happy with that one, you know, like it's sitting in a can for a couple of weeks and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it, it definitely got a lot better. Um, but you know, like the beer should be a hundred percent ready to drink when somebody buys it on day one. Whereas like, in my opinion, it was a bit too green, and people liked that. Though um, there was a lot of people who liked that, and I didn't really actually hear any negative feedback on on that particular can. So, um, I guess people just like drinking sandpaper. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially if you have your own canning machine, you should be in control when you release stuff, versus yeah. the breweries that have to can on the day that they've rented the canning machine. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That that was it. Um, I think at that particular time, we're we're still like uh, it was it was really on, uh, early on in in the canning days, so uh, we definitely needed to probably get uh, beer out there. Um, but at the same time, it's like you know we'll we'll taste these beers daily, and if it's if it's you know if it's not getting any. If it's not getting any less green at that point, I'm like, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna win this battle. So the only way of, of doing that is really kind of getting it off that material, you know. So um, I think that was the idea of that one. And that, but that would be the only like uh, that, I think that would be the only beast that I would be like, ah, you know, or, or the only IPA or the only beer that I would say that I was not too too uh, happy about, you know. But I think. I think everybody has that 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 one that, that gets out there. I think too, How though. Uh, yep. Sorry, um, I I think as much as uh, customers and clientele can be harsh, um, I think in this kind of like modern beer landscape, um, they're also kind of forgiving in the sense that. You know, you have breweries like um, Sorum, Sir John, just the ones off the top of my head that are like pumping out, especially like Misorum, that are pumping out new cans, like three new cans a week or, or whatever madness they're doing. And so I think as customers, um, people kind of have a certain forgiveness for like, ah, I didn't like that one so much. That one was a bit too green or uh, it was so going on there. They're so experimental. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but I think of, 
you know, the Brewskis and the Masorums and the Sir Johns and all of the players, there are some that I think probably put, I don't know, I, just judging by the stuff I've tried that have a bit more like, um, I, I can't think of a word that doesn't sound like insulting, but like, I'm not going to say that some, some of them are more, have more integrity than others, but more like some of them will not put out a, a bad product, whereas in others seem to a bit. But anyway, all this to say, I think, um, you know, you're given your Maybe history being president to. of, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, your history being the president of, um, home brewers club, years and years of experience, expectations kind of gone through the whole realm of what beer has gone through in the last, what, 10, 20 years. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but like, there's a certain pride. There's a certain necessity for something it, it to be how it should be. So it makes sense that like it would irk you to put something out that's slightly subpar. Um, but when you have other breweries out there almost doing that on a weekly basis, the slight, you know, issue that you have with beast because it's a bit green. I don't think people are necessarily going to notice as much. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, like we're, we're kind of mentioning, uh, before is like, we, we do straddle that line of like flagships and stuff, uh, or actually having a line of beer. And then, you know, like, whereas, um, a lot of times, like, uh, you know, the, the breweries that you had mentioned, they're doing like one-off cans, you know, like, uh, yeah. uh, a lot of times, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, mm. I don't really have time to go stand in line uh, is what I'm trying to say is like to, to go try every yeah. single one of them. But, I mean, I don't, uh, I follow these guys online and I don't really recall seeing like the same name twice, you know, no, uh, exactly. or if it's, it's always same, new stuff. If it's the same name twice, there's probably a good year or uh, several months uh, gap. So can you really remember what you drank uh, uh, a couple of months ago? Probably not, uh, not to the T anyways, but um but yeah, like I think that that's where um, that's kind of like you you have like that uh, you have that forgiveness, you know, like uh, the customer is going to say like, oh, this was like this was drinking sandpaper, I think, um, versus like, and then especially if you're releasing three beers and uh, um, three beers in a week, well then like one's not as good and two are awesome, you know people are going to forget about that one that's not so great or whatever like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and then they're going to forget about it because they're going to stand in line next week to get the next ones and, and all that stuff. And then you can release the one that wasn't so great, uh, six months down the road and, and people probably already forgot about it. And you're already, um, uh, you've already gotten like new tweet, customers. Tweet then, so it really matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas like if you're coming out with like a, you know, I guess more of a, not a flagship product, but if you're coming out with like a, a line of, of, uh, of products, you know, like, um, you know, uh, it, it kind of needs to have, uh, some, um, familiar, familiarity, I guess. Um, you know, something, you gotta be close to it at least, you know? Mm. Um, so for sure. For sure. It's an interesting conversation though, because basically what you're saying is that the breweries who pump out more, beer regularly essentially earn themselves a level of forgiveness for a less than stellar beer because if they're dropping like you're saying three four a week in which a lot of the brewers we mentioned are doing if there's one that's not great and two that are good then people are like ah, okay i'm still going to come back next week 
It's an interesting yeah. thing because I imagine because there's that one fire beer that that right. drives the hype, and then the FOMO that comes with exactly that because you're almost like oh, but yeah. like even though say one week could be three duds, and then you're like oh, but next week. But you got to get them all. You got to get them all because you got to get them all because it could be any of those ones that is the is the is the fire beer. Right. So therefore, there's less um, forgive forgiveness for breweries who maybe aren't you know you're only dropping. If this is the 10th mm-hmm. version of this and I had the first version three years ago, I mean, that says a lot about how often this beer comes out, um, if that's accurate, Drew. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting just conversation about, um, you know, how beer consumers these days, whilst they're quite, you know, it's, it's nuanced and, and people are, are very educated a lot more than they used to be but there's probably equal amount who are kind of new to the game and are just jumping in because of the hype and where that sort of forgiveness, because there's so many breweries doing it, it's, it's pretty easy to just like write off a brewery and just be like, nah, man, they suck now. We're into this. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah, like very yeah. fickle. It's a lot of fickleity. Yeah. And then, let, you know, are they forgiving them? But then maybe one brewery doesn't do three a week. They do, but you need beer a month. And if that's not great, then is that, does that reflect worse upon them? Isn't it essentially? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you got to earn your stripes still. Like, uh, I mean, uh, you know, like, um, yeah. to, uh, uh, there's a reason why people are lining up for, for, for these places, you know? So, um, you know, if you're, if anybody was coming around and just pumping up, sh- like pumping out shit, like, I mean, I can release three beers every week too, but I mean, nobody's standing in line for my stuff anyways, but, um, but, yeah, uh, the, <laughs> but, um, yet, the, the, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, nobody can drive their bike to our place. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the thing is, is just like, uh, it can't be total shit all the time. Like you have to have, uh, as the quote, uh, you have to have fire, um, or else people are, are not going to line it up. So, I mean, uh, there's a, there's a forgiveness. Yes. However, you just can't, um, you just can't like, uh, release shit all the time. You know, like it's, uh, it's gotta, gotta have something good. Right. So. Uh, obviously, these, these places that we were mentioning before, like they they know what they're doing, and uh, and they they do they do good stuff. So it's uh, yeah, we we can't take away from from their their skills and their ability to to make something this good stuff. You know. Yeah, and I get I guess like in short, all I, I think all I, what I was trying to say is that I think the 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 modern consumer. And I could be wrong. I don't own a brewery, and all I know is is who I talk to and whatever. But I feel like there. I just feel like there's a bit, probably a bit more forgiveness these days in the fact that there's kind of this common notion that there's a constant state of experimentation. Like I think the no, even within the flag, the 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 flagship flagship the spectrum, flagship. it's like. there's still this notion that you're tweaking all the time because like we even Mm -hmm. talked about beast like the first time you released beast in cans i think you were saying it wasn't quite how you wanted it to be and i noticed like a drastic difference between like that first can and then the one i had like a couple of months ago um Mm -hmm. and i and and like i guess what i'm saying is like 
if I did try, if I don't know, a, a new uh, wizard came out in a month and I, I drank it, I was, I'd be like, ah, there's something. I, I feel like the tweak he was going for here maybe didn't didn't hit it right or, or whatever. But I wouldn't. My expectation would be like, okay, that beer is now shit forever. I will never buy it again. <laughs> my mentality is maybe something went wrong or maybe tried something new or maybe whatever. I'll definitely still revisit it. Now, if I revisit it again and it's even shittier or it's not, you know, it's the same or, and then I do it again. But I think, uh, customers might have a bit more forgiveness in like coming back to something, even if they tried it and it wasn't quite how they remember it. But again, this is just my perspective. And it obviously depends on the type of consumer. If it's the, the guy who comes in every week to buy that one beer and expects to taste that way every week, then if you fuck with it, I'm sure he's going to be pissed. Whereas if it's the guy who just wants to try everything and like, uh, you know, is just like nerdy about trying new shit, then he probably be a bit more forgiving. But I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I think from from uh, the customers that I, I've dealt with, um, there are definitely people who, um, I mean, it has to be like, it has to be fairly decent for them to want to give it a, a second go. Um, right. You know, like there's some people that just didn't, didn't like particular beers. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't expect everybody to like around the corner because of the, the smokiness, you know, not for everybody. It's like, we did, we did a lager that, that was like, uh, you know, and loggers would as- associate that to being, um, you know, pretty approachable and all that stuff, but you know, this, this smoky and, you know the the more complex flavors and all that stuff uh, might be eternal, like a total turnoff to anybody who just wanted uh, a pilsner or or you know like we we're talking about Christopsy before like people buying that as a pilsner and being like what the fuck this is not a pilsner it's like yeah because you didn't read the can you know like um, but uh, can of expect everybody to re- to read the can either um, but. Um, That's true. Yeah, I mean, at at the same time, it's like that. That's um, you gotta gotta. It's gotta be somewhat decent, I guess, for someone to give it a second go. Um, I I know for for me, it's you know, as me as a consumer too, like that one was pretty good, and and then like uh, you know, I, I think we've all got the the heady topper thing, you know, like you, that beer was fucking awesome. That was my like. That was my five on five on untapped, mm-hmm. and then I went back and I'd be like, "Man, this one, this one blows." And then like you go back again, and you're like, "It's back to being off again." It's an agricultural product, people. Like it's it's gonna right. change. Like uh, it's, it's, it's a living, breathing product. It's it's a piece yeah. of art. Everything, and, and so many things can change in a brew. Yeah. And, that's that's like a piece of the puzzle but i mean like we still got to use things that like farmers have like farmed in their field um uh, like grains and then fucking hops that grow like any like the wind blows the wrong way and it changes the completely different thing and then like you know then we got to rely on mother nature in our own brewery like for for yeast to do its thing it's like come on like i mean how much how much variance be like you, there's got to be variance. Like it's just, it can never be the same thing. We're not goddamn Molson here, like uh, where they're they're blending batches to, to get there. So it's like, you know, there's going to be variance. And I think people, I think the tolerance has to be there if you're into craft beer and you, you love beer and, and for the sake of uh, loving your local brewery and all that stuff. It's like uh, that's 
that's just the way it is. I mean, we're, we're trying our best to, to make it not suck. You know, if everybody's having a good time, well then perfect. Great. That's what we're doing. I love it. You're Someone winning. Like, hey, I said, he's, you're winning. You're, you're winning. doing it. You're not Definitely. sucking. No, not at all. Yeah. I feel like there's like an inevitability that there's going to be some average stuff, particularly with those ones that are pumping it out. But then, you know, um, Beard Bozo is saying here, like there's a danger in being the thing, which is kind of plays into that. Like, you know, there is that where people can turn on you quick as well. So it's almost like if you want to be that super hype thing, and I feel like most of the breweries that end up being that never ask for it. Which you know, mm-hmm. dudes at Third Moon, oh, good mates of ours in Ontario, they didn't ask for it. They they get a lot of shit from people. I mean, people are fucking heavily on their dick too. But there's a lot of people who hate for the sake of hating them, and it's ridiculous. And they're like, we didn't ask for this, man. We just fucking made beer. So it's an interesting yeah. thing. Um, and maybe everybody's also probably more interesting just to be just to be mm-hmm. like the runner up forever. Just be the runner up. <laughs> it's probably much more. Yeah. Stress relieving. Honestly, it probably is, and then you're still killing the game, and everyone still loves you, but they're not like. But I guess there's like there you're, is no you such don't have thing that pressure. Like, totally, you can never great. beat them. Fine, I don't want to beat like, them. Just, 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 just good. let me hang out here. <laughs> just like in that in the bottom end of the top tier, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, like, I, I don't think I don't think I'm like the only uh, uh, brewer to say this uh, because I've I've seen it uh, posted online. You know. And like beer memes, Quebec and all that stuff. And, and just like, you know, it's kind of nice to not be at the top uh, to a certain extent because it's just like, yeah. man, the amount of like the amount of love is great. Mm-hmm. I, I think even like, you know, uh, you know, Matt's in the band and, and, you know, Craig, you're, you're rapping and all that stuff. And like you, of course you want to get noticed and you want to be up there and all that stuff. And, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of shit that you got to deal with too. And if you're not prepared to take that shit, well then, it's uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard ride. I mean, that's mm. that's why a lot of artists kind of go off the the deep end on that shit because like you, you know, uh, YouTuber YouTubers that I that I watch too. Uh, I mean, you guys probably watch the same guys, but they're like, don't read your comment. You know? It's like, yeah, well, you kind of that's not true. That's not true. Finn. Oh. reads his comments and uses them constructively. Yes, yes, he does. But it also drives him probably insane too. Um, but the, the thing is, like, uh, to be at the top, there's a lot of there's a lot of love, but there's also a lot of shit that you got to deal with. And I think there's if you don't have the thick skin to deal with it, well then, and fine, you know. Um, I don't know if I'm particularly built for for the thick skin because I take any little comment a little like a little bit too. Uh, not serious in the sense of like where I'm going to blast somebody online, but I'll just like, I'll dwell on that like the whole night. Like what did they mean by too much lactose, you know, or something like that. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, I mean, like, we didn't put any fucking lactose in there or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I, I mean like uh, you can, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm glad like, to a certain extent that we're not out of the, the, the public. Uh, I mean that we're kind of out of the public eye um for the for the most part uh, obviously that doesn't that's not a very good business model either because you need to fucking sell beer um but uh but yeah it's it's just like you know the the, the poor guys at Masorum uh getting chewed out for like the explosive uh, exploding cans uh, i mean jesus christ put it in the goddamn fridge you know like uh but uh yeah. you know it was like a educate, whole, educate your public 
Yeah, but I mean, it's just like it was a whole month of, of that. It's just like I can't even imagine being in that brewery at that time. It's just like, oh man, just like let it go, man. People like move on to other things. Like, uh, but I, I mean, maybe that's the pandemic sy- syndrome too, like cabin fever. Like people just need to, you know, they can Somebody sit down at their computer and make teams and shit, or I don't know. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, that have, group have you, became. I was going to say, you, you keep going, no, and I'll have my question next. Sorry about that. Um, I was just going to say that that group uh, turns to, to to kind of bullying mentality pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not always intentional. I think what happens is that it's it's like this, like almost like meta thing where like when something becomes a thing, then it's almost like the joke becomes that everyone has to make fun of that one thing. And then it becomes almost funnier within the group if everyone starts doing it to a point where it's absurd. And so like the thing of the week becomes the thing. And then the same, and I don't want to get into it, but the same thing happened with uh, bashing these, uh, these female influencers. Yeah. And then, and that really started. uh, Yes. Well, yes, but they were like, the whole joke was that they were influencers or whatever. Um, and that got really, really bad um, and really pissed me off and caused me to create some memes of my own and, and write a piece on it. But anyway, all this to no, say, wrote, like... You wrote a great piece. You wrote a great piece. Thank you. Um, and yeah, but all this to say, yeah, like I felt I felt bad for the, the Masorum guys too. And, any, and anyone else who has like a little thing because they just take it and they uh, they ride it to... Death. So, like, if I was working there, I'd have to just leave that group because otherwise it would just be too much. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and, and I think where where shit went went downhill is that uh, I mean, even with the I saw the beer influencers or influencers and all that stuff, and it's just like I don't know. I think like me personally, I would have just shut my mouth and just let them like you know let the old dog chew that bone to death, um, and I wouldn't have fed into it. But that that's just me. It's just like. At the same time, if I was in that position, would it be the same situation where I would just like let it, I mean, do you just let it ride out or whatever like that? Um, I don't know because um, thankfully I wasn't in that position. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just like it, it's, it's uh, and, and that's just like one, you know, Facebook group out of like the internet, you exactly. know. So um, what, are, what are other people saying about it and stuff like that? I don't know, shitty position to be and, and like, but part of me is just like, you know, I, I saw like some of the Masorum guys like kind of thrown into the conversation is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, part of me is like, that's just adding fuel to the fire. Just, oh just, yeah, for just, sure. Just let the, like, you know, mm. let, let the trolls be trolls and, and, uh, and then, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Cause obviously, you know, there's, there's a lineup around the block. You don't need to, you don't need to tarnish, I don't, I don't know if it tarnished anybody's reputation per se, but you don't need to like, you don't need to give it to it. Uh, you know, clearly people are, are, are standing in line for your stuff anyways. You don't need to give into the, the trollisms of the internet. So no, you're right. Uh, Beer and Abose is just asking where was it happening? It's a, a Facebook group called Beer Meme Quebec. And it's There's super, like what? 3,000, 3,000 people involved or how, how many people are in that group? 
pretty large. A lot. It, it it blew up a little while ago, and I, I'd say for the most yes. part, it's uh, it's fine, and it's often funny. Um, sometimes things get redundant. And the this, same this week is all about the SAQ lottery. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's whatever's yeah. going on. Uh, can, yeah. But with your question that, that I cut no you off. Privileges. I was curious, uh, you say you take every comment very personal. So I was wondering if you've ever shelved a beer that you personally love because of a bad comment or not continued making a beer because of a negative comments um no i mean there hasn't been like that many negative comments like i can only like really maybe count on like one hand kind of thing uh, out of the ones that i've seen anyways like i mean i don't i don't really like i mean i see some like uh i guess negative comments on untapped but i'm like i'm not changing course on that like we're talking about chris topsy before i just like it's not a pilsner. I was like, well, yeah, no fucking shit. It's not a pilsner. Um, but um, so, like, I mean, that wouldn't make me want to change the whole direction of that beer. Um, you know, but for instance, we had something with, like, the, our naming of beers. And, uh, uh, I mean, uh, that kind of sparked up a conversation between, like, me and, uh, and, and one of my partners. And just like, well, you know, should we get back to, like, because when we first started, the naming of our beers were kind of like after uh, ironworking stuff or like, you know, just kind of like blue collar things like hard day's work. You work your ass off all day. Well, this is a beer for the, the end of the day. Um, so do we get back to that or do we just like still stick with the stupid things like two liters apart and, and Arnold's fortune lager or Yaromir lager or whatever like that? And uh I don't know. It was kind of like, but that's one person out of all, like, that was one person out of all of them. But then at the same time, you can kind of think of like, uh, shit, is like, are there more people out there that think like, I don't know, naming a beer or a particular beer tastes like shit or, or whatever it may be? Like, uh, do you start changing a whole bunch of things? And it's like, I just think back of it, at my business courses in, in, uh, when, I, when I was taking them in McGill, it's like, you never change your product because of one comment, you know, you, you kind of take that comment, you, you shelf it, you, you, you put it, put it in your back pocket. But if you start getting that, that reoccurring, uh, trend, well then, you know, you need to do something about it. Um, but then it, you know, the, there's always, and especially in this day and age with the, the whole people like, you know, the whole COVID thing and people being locked into their houses or parents' basement or whatever, you know, like, the neck beards are always going to say some some bullshit about you. So, um, mm. fuck neck beards. That's it. Fuck them. Shave under here, dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, I was trying to say, Greg, neck beards. Next beer. Ooh, that kind of. Ah, that's good. But, but, but okay. I should wrap. I should wrap. Um, what are we thinking, boys? Mad haze. Uh, Mad haze. What are we talking? Uncle Drew, you're in charge here, mate. You dictate. Mon- monkey dog. Uh, let's, let's do monkey dog. It's the new experimental yeah, thing. Mon- yeah. Let's oh. do that. Yeah. Monkey dog. I'll go get that. <laughs> That's a funny sentence to say to someone. Could you get monkey dog? Monkey dog. <laughs> it's a monkey and a dog. She got it. You got it? So, it, says, it says monkey and dog. 
Craig, how, how many edibles did you have? <laughs> I don't get high before the podcast. You know what? Fun fact, I used to get high before the podcast in the early days of the virtual ones. You were too awkward. But I felt like, no, no, because I get like, I don't know about you, but do you get awkward when you're high? Because I get a little bit awkward. Oh, so I get, I get bad anxiety when, like, when I'm Okay. High. So you used to um, do it at the I mean, not always, but like, I'm always thinking the thing that's coming out of my vo- mouth is um, ridiculous, the wrong thing. Or like, I just start overthinking everything. Like, right. you know, if, if we got, to, if it gets to like 1130 and I'm halfway through this double IPA and I sneak off to the bathroom to smoke a little bit or something like that, that could work with me because I'm already confident from the booze or whatever. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily leading this conversation, but to go in like cold and be the host of a podcast. Well, I, I can't think of something that's like more of my worst nightmare than that. It's so much. It's I'd be horrible. <laughs> I'd be horrible. Hi. It's just sort of like, gone. it's, it's not so bad. You just got to be like <laughs> fake laugh time. Sorry. Doing photos. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look at um, it. He's the best. Oh okay. yeah. God to you, but it's just like, oh, oh, do a little one of that. Look, <laughs> just a beer. Just a beer. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, guys, <laughs> I'm having so much fun with my favorite friends. I just love my friends. This is the best so part cool. is, is when I when I when I see when I see pictures and I know that you're fake. Laughing. You know that. Yeah, this motherfucker. He, he's That's not the best smiling. part. Yeah. You gotta, uh, you gotta pay attention. To that. Ready? Yeah, that like, I so I used to get um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the pro. You know, me and you, Maddie, we nailed that shit. Um, it used to be like not like, do you know? What? Okay, this is an interesting thing. I'd be curious. Do either of you guys regularly do edibles? No, I, I have a I can't, I tour. Can't yes, tour. Okay, so like basically, oh, I, I'd say that the same thing applies. We're talking about getting high, um, Drew. Um, what I used to do, say I went in Toronto when we lived there, I used to get high like all the time. And say like me and Tiff, we were when we used to work at the uh, the Apple store together. So we would, there was such a big like um, uh, expectation of socializing with everybody all the fucking time. You spent 40 hours a week with these people. And then if you're not at the that event, go to that bar, hang out at this person's house. And like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Like it was like a whole thing. So say if it's like, a, okay, we're chilling tonight and we get high thinking that we're chilling and we get the text like yo you guys come out like ah like there's nothing worse than not being mentally prepared being high so point being if i know i'm doing a podcast and then i have an edible or some oil or something before the podcast i'm not like crazy awkward i can kind of get through it and just kind of channel it into fun but say like i got high oh no i got a podcast and i totally forgot then it's it's a nightmare because you just overthink. I don't think I, I wouldn't be able to do a podcast high. You haven't done? It's, it's not. I don't think so. No. I just don't want to fuck it up as maybe, well. Maybe, maybe before, not anymore. Well, say, Joe, you know the difference is though, the thing with, say, you know, Box and Hops and BOS is we're interviewing people primarily. Sometimes it could just be the three of us hanging out, talking shit. That would, I would be more comfortable being high just knowing that it's the three of us yapping and it literally doesn't matter. We know each other. I've, I have no anxiety about talking to you guys but if it's i don't know drew we've all known drew for years so this, this is a super comfortable podcast as you people can yeah. probably tell the way we're engaging but say if it's like a new brewery that i don't know and it's very often and matt you too we've talked about this where we're meeting the person for the first time i'm knowing exactly. you typically are only coming on one on ones that you already know the person so it's a little easier for you in that way 
But if we're coming in there, we're trying yeah. to meet somebody and be cool. We have to make them feel comfortable, get them comfortable enough to start talking, build rapport, kind of make jokes, make them feel like, oh, you know, I'm pretty yeah, welcome. This guy's sure, cool. Man. You know, so doing exactly. that. Exactly. That's why I don't think I, I would ever do that um, high. Well, maybe we should do a high podcast. Uh, that could be fun if it's just us with no interviews. <laughs> would, but I also find it ruins my palate like, completely. Yeah, definitely can. Mm. Go, man. What are you going to say, man? I was going to say, you should find a brewery because before like Quebec passed the laws, Saint-Buck was fucking around with using weed By the way, in beers. So there must be like a brewery in the States where it's legal to put weed in beers and do a podcast with them. And then it's all about the two cultures. That'd be super interesting. That would be pretty well, didn't cool. didn't St. and Buck Canada just do two... Hey, why stay high? Collabs? I, thought that I don't know what tank. they did. Like, I, it, yeah, I don't think they actually put any weed in it, but it's like... It's a dankness. Like, I, I don't. I actually, I need to ask them about that. Like, what, what, what is, is that it what about the name beers is? that are? Ay stay high. Yeah, I and, keep and reading it. Canada did fridge, one. I'm like, what the well. fuck is this beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get it either. Like, what is this? What is this name beer? I don't understand. And now, now that I'm hearing about, it, I guess I understand. Yeah, that's what apparently the ay thing is for Elma, and it's like a thing Jacob told Chris. It's like a thing out there. Jacob from Thank You and Barrett. Oh. So like, of course, yes, of course. Yeah. I, I think you have to really be from like Aoma to know that because that's like a fucking real. Uh, I love it. This is this is my my summer vacation. I'm I'm going down there because you can hit four of them. Nice. That sounds like a plan. Yes, it's actually going up yeah. there. Up there, you're right. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm fucking. Oh, um, uh, Drew said oh, my, camp my cam died. died. No, we. But we can still see, see him. You. <laughs> okay, no, no we can see is visible. Did you just talk, Drew? I, I, I switched over to my uh, webcam, my laptop one, but um, so, I can't see me. Do you know you what? Me? No, we can't. This is actually really <laughs> funny. funny. <laughs> take off, <Yo>. take off, <laughs> take off your mask. Is this like Harry Potter or <laughs> yeah. something? Take off, take off your invisibility uh, cloak. Take cloak. it off. <laughs> um, what this you is... can do, if we want to be funny, we can leave it like this. If we if we don't want to be funny, you could actually hang up and just dial back from the uh, from the uh, from the new mask. Just... Okay, that's easier. I, I wish I wish we were high. Right, that's now. so funny. Yeah, that would have tripped me the fuck. I'm like, bro, where's he coming from? Where's Drew? Oh, Killer dude. beer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. This is good though. This is good. Yeah. This is yeah, it really is. It's this, almost like an exact um, amped up version of three hops this time. I yeah. feel like it really has that same mm. profile. That with no lactose. Pineapple passion fruit thing. That's right. Yeah, um, this one actually does come off a bit drier. It's it really says, good though. It's got Sultana, Simcoe, and Sasquatch hops. Eight point four. I thought you said this like one had more. Never too. heard of. Um, I've heard of all of them. I don't think I've had many of them. Uh, not according to the back, but maybe it's not the right one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Isn't Sasquatch that first ever Canadian strain? That would be cool if it was. I thought I remember reading that. It came out like last year or the year before. That's cool. It's like the first strain in Canada or something like that. Hmm. You don't really have any Canadian hops like that, do we? No, I think that was the first one. 
Okay. Um, I love if it. I'm not mistaken. Could y'all talk? I kind of feel like my palate isn't like on point tonight. Can you guys talk me through some of the tasty notes you're getting here? Because I feel like I'm like some of the things you guys were saying earlier, I'm just not getting. And I just feel like maybe I'm like just one of those off days. Yeah, it happens to me too. Um, I find it kind of tangy. Mm-hmm. Again, I find it a lot like three hops this time. It's like tangy. Yeah. I get a lot of pineapple. It's hard to do back to back. Yeah. Passion, yeah. Uh, passion fruit for me. Okay. It's not, it, it, again, it's not like wizard or beast or. No, it's not. It's more, ju- not juicy, but like fruit it's definitely juicy. Dank. There's some dankness to it. Yeah, is that what I'm getting? Like a dry bite. I don't get the dankness in like the way that I, but again, it's all nomenclature and semantics, right? Because like, I feel like what I describe as this, you might not describe it as that. But for me, dankness is kind of like that funk you get when you like crack open weed and and it's just like Mm. this almost like overwhelming um, grassy, uh, it's hard to hard to describe, like fresh mowed lawn kind of. No, that makes funk. sense. There it is. Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, where uh, this, is, this is. Has no, that makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. One hundred percent. There we go. Now I'm in the darkness of things. More I guitars. like it. You're purple. I am purple. <laughs> <laughs> He's grimace. <laughs> Hiding out in my parents' basement. What is all this shit? Yeah. Oh. What's going on, Grim? Grim Eye. Um, we were just talking about the beer on your behalf. Do you want to uh, talk us through a bit of Monkey, Monkey Go? Um, yeah. So um, I don't have any Monkey Dog. I totally suck. Um, you don't suck. Uh, when, when does the, uh, the next Avatar movie come out? Because I think you're going to be <laughs> the lead in that. <laughs> All right. This is definitely over. Um, <laughs> sorry. I did really blue though. That I'm just gonna turn off the point. Oh, like dark though. That's, that's better. No, that's yeah. better. I like the purple light. Good purple, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think the purple's better. Grimace, grimace it up. There we go. Grimace that shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> grimace that shit. Um, yeah. So, uh, Monkey Dog is part of an. Ex- this is the second time we've done this beer. Uh, the other time it was on tap and it kind of sold out uh, really, really fast. So we wanted to redo it, um, throw it in a can, see what happens. Um, kind of your your hazy, your standard kind of hazy uh, hazy beer, but um, we want to go a little bit thinner on the body, um, accentuate a little bit more the the pineapple character, and then throw some kind of weird hops in there too. Um, so we actually have Sasquatch in this uh, this particular one, I think so. Anyways, Hold yeah. on. let me just Sasquatch, yeah. Sultana, yeah, what and um, Simcoe. Simcoe. Okay. Yeah, you guys are way more prepared than I am. Uh, and there is Mosaic. Oh, it's it's on the back. <laughs> you are prepared. You prepared uh, us, okay, Andrew. I prep. I prep for hours. Um. Yeah. So uh, so Sasquatch is actually the first and uh, I maybe only patented uh, Canadian hop that exists. It was grown out in BC. Um, and uh, and yeah, so um, that one definitely gives like a, a very like a tangerine orange-ish, but also kind of like this noble spiciness to it. 
Um, mm. Sultana is kind of known to be like the pineapple bomb, which uh, I've never really gotten mm. from that club. Um, and then, uh, well, Simcoe, everybody knows Simcoe. And then uh, Mosaic was included in the dry hop just to add a little bit of that uh, extra flair to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it uh, it came out pretty nice um, from what I remember. I don't have a can like of it. it. Um, but uh, I don't know. What are you guys getting from it? Walk me through this beer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do We were just doing that. So, basically, well, we're talking, Noah was getting a lot of uh, pineapple and passion fruit. Um, which I'm definitely getting from that. Um, Tang- def- tangerine makes sense. Yeah. Tangerine? Yeah. It's not oh, like, you know, for 8.4%, I'm definitely not getting. Oh, smooth. Yeah, super smooth for that ABV for sure. A little bit of chalky dryness in there. Uh, Matt was getting a touch dankness. I don't think I'm really getting dank from it. But there's like something that is in that realm though. So I know what you're talking about, Matt. Maybe it's just the dryness, but maybe I, I misspoke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's so easy, all this stuff. Um, definitely, like, just, like, I'm getting tons of tropical fruit. There's, like, a touch bitey in the end, but it's almost like a hop burn, but, like, subtle hop burn, not over the top. Um, kind of sweet. Noah described it as tangy, which is a word that I try not to overuse, but I definitely concur with that one. Um, yes. Yeah, it's it's definitely drier than the three like having this right after the three hops you definitely kind of get that the sweetness of the previous beer after comparing it to this one um because mm-hmm. well i mean obviously you're getting that uh, 8.4 percent so there's a certain sharpness that will cut through the sugars um but i think overall it's also a drier beer um but yeah it's like even though it's almost nine percent you don't really get it and it's not too sweet either which is also impressive because often need that sweetness to balance that that alcohol and and uh you don't get that here so it, it works well it, it, it and a lot of i mean it could be because i'm four beers in um but like i actually find there's a lot of similarities between um this and the three hops this time and i thought i had heard you said this had laurel in it as well but maybe you were talking about another beer um sorry say that last uh, part again I thought I thought you had mentioned that this had laurel hops in it as well, but maybe I you no, were no, talking no. about a different beer. Yeah, uh, in the three hops this time, probably number eight or so. Um, mm. So one that would not have been. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so is this the? From my understanding, is this like the fourth beer in this series of like the mythical creature? With Wendigo, with um, uh, Beast and Wizard, I guess those are, are they all part of the same series, or am I mixing a couple up there? Um, yeah, so like we, we kind of pulled the audience, like tell us what your favorite mystical creature would be, and uh, so we got um, we got uh, Monkey Dog out of it. Um, actually, a good a good friend of mine um, suggested that one. Is it going to be a mystical creature that we're going to keep around? I don't know. Um, all depends on how this exploration series goes. Um, but yeah, just kind of us dicking around with um, something new, you know. Love it. Love a bit of dicking around. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm going to use the facilities. Wash your hands, dickhead. I will. <laughs> the spit. 20 seconds. 20 seconds, who remember? Okay, no, it's dope. So, 
the mythical creature series does that i mean like because i know this is like the exploration batches too where where does yeah. that kind of like cross over are they one and the same it, uh, it, listen, did actually, you start I, like like wendigo that rocks wendigo is my favorite did that start in one of these explore exploration cans and then made its way to have its own or did that one automatically move on that one just automatically moved on. I really don't know why. Um, I mean, it, it turned out great. It was kind of like one of those one-off ones uh, that were just like uh, threw everything to the wall on that one. Uh, that one just like worked out really well. I'm not even like, the, the funny part is, I'm not even like a mystical creature, um, you know, person. <laughs> I, I've never even like watched or read any Lord of the Rings. Like, uh I, I'm not a Dungeon and Dragons player. I've never even, I don't even know what the hell it even looks like. Um, so, I mean, the, the whole thing is like this whole series started off kind of as an inside joke with everything because here on the territory, well, I mean, I'm not saying here on the territory because I don't live on the territory, but um, but on, on the territory, um, uh, people were saying beast as in like to say that it was cool, you know, like, oh, that's fucking beast, you know, that's, that, that's cool. Um, so like we needed a beer that was called beast. Like I just really wanted to make like a big ass beer that was just like, um, you know, you would just hear that kind of like echoing across the bar kind of thing like that. Um, and a big booming voice. So that was the, that was the kind of the kicker on that one. And then, um, and then, uh, the second one was wizard and that was like, my own friends were making fun of people uh, saying beast and they're like, they started saying, Oh, that's wizard. Um, <laughs> the guys in my band were, were saying that. And like, we might even come out with one called Merlin because they were saying like the, the step up from being wizard was being Merlin. Um, so that's like where those two came from. But then it's just like, I don't know. We just kept like trying to one up ourselves on like, well, what's more, What's crazier than a, than a wizard? Well, I think Minotaur. Um, let's do that. And then we even had Zeus like as a, on tap um, at some point. And then then it's just like Wendigo and Monkey Dog and all this like crazy shit. And like let's just keep rolling with that. But uh, because we have names, but <laughs> um, love names. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm not a mystical creature kind of person, which is kind of funny that uh, that we just have so many mystical creature things now. So you're gonna keep it running, probably then, since you got the names. Probably, yeah. We're already in that rhythm, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not saying that we would have IPAs that wouldn't be named that or different. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different beers that we don't. We don't call mystical creatures or anything like that. So, right. No, I dig it. I like. I've enjoyed them a lot. They've been some of the favorite stuff. They're, those are the beers that impressed me the most, man. Like, I know that when we first met, we had the beast. You were super proud of it, and it was when New England was still relatively new in Canada, and I was super impressed at the time. And just to see that change, I mentioned earlier, like just seeing that change, it was crazy. And then having Wendigo, which I think. Is that one 8%? I think it's 8%. Right? It's 8%. It's yeah. delicious. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it was, fruity as fuck. Right. And then Matt, to echo what you were saying, that was one I didn't, it didn't get hidden in the back of the fridge. It just kept getting put off. And then I had it. It was probably four to six weeks old and it was glorious. Like I couldn't believe how good it was because haze for me, like two, three weeks tops. And I'm like, 
go down here. Um, it was you just were like, testing it. I was testing it. I was like, let me see. Drew hasn't fucked up yet. Let's see if he's going to fuck up. And he did yeah. it. He did it. That was glorious. <laughs> and uh, that was amazing. Beast just keeps getting better. Um, Wizard's amazing. Like, I've just been super impressed with the whole series and just the way, you know, once again, there was quite a gap, but being able to still try your canned products um, within the last 12 months has been super cool for me. And just to see that kind of growth um, from, from you know, that small system and, and to, you know, I guess going from that to the larger system and our canning and being able to nail that process in short time, which is, you know, quite difficult. A lot of breweries have trouble with that. It's, you know, finicky and such. So it's it's really dope. And, I, and coming back to kind of what we were talking about earlier with maybe being the it brewery and blah, 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 like when you start to do distro, which I think we touched on a little bit, I think it's going to... It's gonna change the game for you, man. Like I feel like there's def- there's definitely a um, an, a strong audience for uh, all the things that you do. So when more and more people get to try your shit because of distribution, it's you know while not everybody you know particularly here in Montreal, it's a city. Even though you're like 20, 30 minutes away, it's not far. Not everyone, you know, I don't have a car. Otherwise, I, that's one thing that keeps me kind of like locked into my area. It's just like don't have it at my disposal so I don't do things as much because it costs money to do that. But I feel like that's going to really open up your whole brand to a lot of people when they try your stuff if they haven't before. You know, mm-hmm. people just, I think it's going to change the game for you. Have you thought about what that's going to do when you start the district? Like, have you, you know, when like people actually try that shit, like, geez, where, where have they been on my life type of thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, um, I kind of maybe even jinxed myself at the beginning of 2020 because, um, that ball was really starting to get rolling at the end of 2019. I would say probably even like October, November. Uh, I think even Noah included us on, on, uh, talked about us on, on one of his articles and stuff like that. And that really, that really got the, the ball rolling for us. And, um, wow. You know, the, the, the the power that's of that's like, where I discovered you. Yeah, really? uh, well, really? that, I mean, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, yes. Uh, I worked on on I worked the bar on I think it was Christmas Eve or was it New Year's Eve? I, I don't remember. And it was like I had people coming in there like I need this beer. They didn't even know who the fuck we were. They were just putting <laughs> at their phone and they just see like a picture of like Noah's glorious pictures, you know, of, of one of our. Hey, this is and you like, didn't is and great. you didn't hire him after that. You didn't hire yeah. him after that. Come on, because <laughs> um, we knew the pandemic was coming and we couldn't afford him. But, uh, uh, <laughs> no, ain't cheap. Yeah, but uh, that's awesome it, to it hear. Like, really... What's that? Sorry. Sorry, uh, that's it's awesome to hear when I hear stuff like that. I, I find it blows my mind because I never think that that actually happens, but. Uh, like that people go to places based on what I say, but that uh, makes me happy to hear. Whose beer was that, yeah. by the way, for people wanting to know people being me? <laughs> I forgot. Which beer was it? On the spot. Oh, uh, it was... Uh, I don't, I don't was, even remember. Uh, I, think it was, I think it was Minotaur or something like that. Yeah, I think it was Minotaur. Yeah. Was it? Okay. I, I, had, like, I had dropped off, like, uh, I had I'd met Noah outside of his work um, or something like that. Yeah. Classic yes. drop off. Give me a growler. Yeah, yeah, and um, from a growler. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. 
and, and really the, the the ball was really like starting to get rolling like um from there and i remember like january like i mean for for I guess like every kind of industry in general after Christmas, it's like, oh, the next couple of months are going to suck. And then people are going to have to save up their money and all that stuff. And, um, but, uh, yeah, our, our January was like summer sales months, you know, and then like February was also really good for us. And like, holy shit, this is going to be our, like, this is going to be our breakout year or something like that. You know, like we're going to actually be able to pay off some bills and shit. Um, and then, uh, and then yeah, and then fast forward to uh, to like mid March, where like everything just the world stopped, and then that was kind of like a real kick in the pants. Um, so yeah, like I think like I think with the inception or or like the adoption of of cans, uh, you know, from the side of our our business and all that stuff, that was like a huge help. Um, yeah, that was definitely like a, a huge help. Uh, it's definitely a huge help in terms of reach. Like we actually have people coming down from like Quebec City and Saguenay and, you know, uh, Gas Bay and, and stuff like that. Like uh, these, these like I always thought proxies were like people who stood in line, you know, at, at the, the Cool Kid uh, breweries and not ours, you know, like and they, they would come down and get a bunch of a uh, bunch of cans and then for a bunch of people and then drive all the way back. So it's like with hands, that's been great because our reach has been a lot, um, a lot bigger, but mm. I definitely can't wait until we can reopen again and people can start driving around and, and visiting things. Um, yeah. Cause that's gonna, I think that's gonna be a different, uh, different ball game for us. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I think the canning really can, can, that at least these days can really make a brewery kind of make a jump in the sense that like when you're able to release stuff to go and you have um, an aesthetic that's on a, a can that can be plastered all over social media or whatever, like the presence just it expands a lot more, I think, as opposed to when you're just running the brew pub and you have the aesthetic of the growler and everything kind of looks the same and not as many people are going and stuff like, like, I feel like it's probably makes it a bit, it takes a bit longer to make a name for yourself or, or whatever name you're, you're making for yourself is a, is a very specific thing. Like people are going to you and the idea is that they're going to be sitting down at your bar or whatever, but like the pandemic plus you having bought that canning line, definitely. I think, yeah, like you're saying, like after the pandemic's over, I think it's going to help your um, business just like expand that much faster and quicker and, not that it isn't already great. Uh, it's just that I think it'll even get better. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I often, I often said, like, well, actually, when we bought the canning machine, me and um, me and Christoph were saying, like, man, this is going to be, this is going to be growing pains for us uh, from the brewing perspective. Of, like, how do we balance, um, you know, draft lines and and canning? You know, like. Uh, we're going to have to find that happy medium of having enough beer on tap versus having enough cans out there. And, uh, well, we never really got to, we never really got to play around with that. But, uh, you know, when that day comes, I think it's like already the, you know, the, the, it, it's a slow, uh, slow development of, of, uh, that ball rolling again. Um, I definitely think that like in terms of, um, you know, pe people picking up our cans, you know, 
things like like this, for instance, um, you know, like uh, people just banging a drum for us on on social media, and uh, you know, even crazy out of the blue things like um, RDS writing an article on us. Like, who would have thought yeah. uh, that would have happened? Um, but it's like just just you know, constantly um, constantly like people just just um, posting things. You know, like you don't want to hold a gun in anybody's head to to give you a good shout out but uh you know uh we got to do our job of putting good stuff in a can obviously um but uh but the more people talk about it then the more people kind of illegally drive out to our place and 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 do that and ensure that with their friends illegally and and stuff like that but uh one day we're going to get out of this and everybody can drink freely again but um yeah yeah so to confirm then, have you do you have distro in the works? I know we touched on it earlier, but I kind of is that happening or is it maybe? We're 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 definitely doing our research on that. Um, okay. We have a, we have a consultant working on that. We're just trying to find uh, what where do we fit in because it's a very unique uh, situation that we're in uh, in terms of being on the on a territory within a province. Um, you know, it's like a, it's like a country inside of a province inside of a country. Um, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot more red tape than, than I understand anyways. Um, and it's not really something that, uh, I don't really want to, I don't want to play around with. That's not my, that's, that's, that's not my realm. I, I belong in the back, uh, or in front of a camera that occasionally dies, of course, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, um, that, that's, that's, you know, I don't, I don't deal with red tape, but I have a hard enough time, like renewing my Medicare card. I don't need to figure out how that shit works, but just to say that, um, we have, you know, we're, we're, we have a, a consultant looking at that of how that's going to work for us. And, um, it's not as clear cut as it seems, uh, my from my understanding, but we're definitely hoping to get out there. I mean, there's definitely, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people that have been asking for our beer and it's not like we want to be dicks, but it's like, sorry, you got to drive down here right now and, and get cool. Um, but eventually maybe one day we'll be in a store near you, but, um, that's still a process, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I think it's like, if you were to, if it, when it did, no, let's say be positive when it does work out, do you know which beer, beer slash beers you would uh, leave? I imagine you wouldn't like slap everything out there. You'd probably keep it to maybe like a tight few. What yeah, would be, I what mean, would be your, now, your, your flagship? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to answer. I, I love this question. Yeah, yeah I'm just I don't curious know. To uh, I, it's, it's, um, I, I, I mean, even if we got the paper tomorrow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn around and say like we're throwing any anything out there. Um, I would just like to get a little bit more metrics of how our beer holds up, you know, uh, on the floor, let's say, because our our beer has never really touched like ambient floor. Uh, once we can it, yeah. it goes back in the fridge. Uh, when we when we sell it to uh, other stores here, it's it's like you know we take it out of the fridge, we put it in a truck, it goes you know we we take care of it. It's in our van, 
we take it to a store and it goes into a fridge and uh, it never really sees the the floor. So I just can't imagine going to like um, whatever uh, your Paluzzo or Kennet or whatever store that you go to and just see it like uh, sit on the floor. Like I, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know. We, we've never really played around with that. Like uh, mm. it's always been, it's always been very well kept, you know? So it's um, just a bit of R and D. I like I that. Yeah. But I, I like that. I like that control of things. I, I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that when somebody's going to get it, it's, it's been treated, you know, very well. So um, if, if you got a shitty beer, well, it's all Sherry's fault. That's pretty much what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or the tricycle shed. Or the tricycle shed. The tricycle shed, yeah, yeah. We definitely yeah. should we keep that. No, no, we're not blaming on Sherry. She does a great job. Thank you for... She's out being it's her. That's it. Yeah. It, 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 it changed hands like four times it, to get to do, us. <laughs> have you guys been greasing the mule, though? You got to grease the mule. Dead, uh, oh. Drew greases the mule every time. Oh, good yeah. man, good man. I always ask her. I always ask her because I would say keep some, but she he always makes sure she's taken care of. He's oh, a good human, as I always tell her. It's well greased, I think. Does she enjoy uh, beer and, and, and all of it? She's the one that told me about uh, Kanawaki before you did. Oh, so you were lying before. Well, no, I, I, a lot of people tell me about this brewery <laughs> that I, I like, yo, man, you like beer. I like this beer too. And then it's like, yeah, this beer sucks. Yeah. But if, <laughs> you know, when I yeah. see it on your list, I take it seriously. <laughs> oh, Matthew, you're a fucking. You know, I, I, <laughs> don't change. Hilarious. No. Please don't change. Yeah, well, uh, no. you do get recommended a lot of bad beers. That does that does happen. Yeah, um, you like beer? Oh, I like beers. Man. I like I like Miller High Life. You it's, know, like come on. It's an interesting hobby because people th- okay, you're into beer, and then they think of and this is nobody's fault, but it's like they think of beer as this like thing, and so like whenever they go back to their home country, they're like, I'm gonna bring you my country's beer, <laughs> and then you end up getting this random green bottle from. Wherever yeah. and and like been sitting in the window, like, skunked as fuck. Yeah. I don't want whatever <laughs> this this is. <laughs> you got you, um, you got to drink it with them and pretend you like it. Yeah, like, ooh, yummy. Yeah, like I can't wait to see the picture. I'm just like, well, I don't think that's. Gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's but, uh, an unfortunate side effect because I'm not from here, so I don't know people that I don't like. That, on this right level. all the people i know are on the same level as you guys like i don't just know random people that i went to school with or that i had colleagues and all that shit so like i don't have that problem where someone gives you no shade but i guess shade like a brasso de mon gift back for christmas type of thing that i got i got I exactly that that's, that's why uh, i brought it um, up because <laughs> that yeah. was my favorite story You're i don't like, like oh. talking badly about breweries but for some reason i don't mind talking badly about that brewery <laughs> I just don't like it, um, but yeah, I got, I got, uh, I got that. I don't know. My, my, I think my parents like last year got me like a beer book, like a like an encyclopedia style book. It was nice, and the thoughts there, and, and it's awesome. But I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not gonna. 
probably not going to use this. <laughs> it, it's this weird thing where you have a hobby. Um, and you, and I bet I, you can, I'm in the intro. They quoted, they quoted me as their source, mom and dad. They <laughs> yeah. quoted me. <laughs> I have 17 copies. Would you like one? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry, Drew, we're hijacking. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I think I already have like, uh, I already kind of want to send Noah like a shitty Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> send me one too, I'm please. Like, send me one too. A beer shaped cutting board. Actually, that would be all right. Is it, is, is it one of these? Ooh. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I don't oh, drink that wow. one. That one's, that one's no. What is that? That looks bad. It's a non-alcoholic beer. That's not the one? The, uh, no, it's not the one. No. No, that's the... Uh, that's the no compliment one. That's the one from IGA. Oh, that's, well, that's what do you like? I'm talking. I like the one from Super C. Even more ghetto. <laughs> ah, um, yeah. wow, the real, the real, the real love, love it. Like yeah. It. Do you drink yeah. it really? Oh yeah. I non-alcoholic beer. It's funny. You own a brewery and then you buy non-alcoholic beer from Super C. Yeah. That's a very Quebec thing. It's a, it's a, uh, it's, it's a summer thing though, because, uh, I'm that guy that wakes up at like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning to go mow my lawn to annoy other people, especially on Sundays when it's like, illegal to do that. Um, and I do that and I'm like, I'm done by like 11, 1130. And I'm like, whoo, that was quite the workout. I think I need a beer. And it's like, look at the time. Fuck. It's still too early to drink. So like, uh, then I'll, I'll crack a couple of those and, um, but like the selection brand one, I don't know who makes that. It's definitely somebody in Ontario who makes that, though. Um, but it is like the best dealkalized um, lager out there, hands down. Like all the big brands can just go hide in a corner because this six ninety nine twelve pack is like the shit. Um, I remember the first time drinking it. I drank three back to back, and I felt like I had a buzz. And I'm like, they are lying. Um, <laughs> there was 0.75 but it was, but it was like it was all psychological though because uh, actually in fact uh, there's like a study of it is like uh, for people who are trying to get off the wagon um, uh, you need beer that doesn't you need non-alcoholic beer that doesn't smell like beer because um, you actually relive those memories it's situational right uh, just like how smokers are like right I only, I only smoke when I drink or I, I smoke when I go to a sport event or whatever like that. It's, it's situational. Um, whereas like drinking is very much situational too. So if you have something that smells like beer, um, it brings you back to the, your olfactory sensors are very, uh, linked to your memories. So it brings you back to, uh, those times where you had good beers and, and whatever like that. So, um, this is definitely not uh, a beer to, to kick the wagon on that um, because it actually smells and tastes like beer. Uh, but it, it's great, man. Like as much as like uh, it's selection house brand from Super C or Metro, uh, it, it is uh, it is quite good. I, I should do a commercial for them, actually. I just like probably <laughs> yeah. I think you just did. I'm just now, but uh, I'm selling their beer better than I can sell mine. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it so makes me not want to drink this awful eight point four percent nonsense. Yeah, it's I want. Kind of, yeah. I want that. I want that. Know. You know, point zero five percent. I want to. I want to go mow three lawns and just 
fucking pound them. Would you um? Would you ever have you guys dabbled in non-alcoholic non-alcoholic beer or would you? Yeah. So we actually have one on tap right now. It's uh, tap exclusive. It's one of our test batches of uh, non-alcoholic beer. Oh, yeah. um, we're, we're doing a couple extra tests, uh, actually starting next week to do a couple more tests on uh, de-alkalizing and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at coming out with uh, non-alcoholic uh, options. Um, maybe that. we might even do a non-alcoholic smoothie beer. That's what I'm talking about. So it's just Isn't that just a smoothie. It's a fucking smoothie. <laughs> That's it. Um, you can sell it, but it can be sour, sour based, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Did you say you're not a smoothie exactly, brewery? No, we're not a smoothie bar. A smoothie bar. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, smoothie <laughs> bar. Yeah. Um, but um, put it on slush. Put it on slush at the bar. Ooh. Slush. Yeah. 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 Actually, let me. Somebody had just told me about this brewery in the States, which uh, you probably got hounded with uh, some Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, but they, they are coming out with a, uh, seltz, a de-alkalized fruit seltzer. So I'm like, why go, through, but why go through the trouble of de-alkalizing it? Just, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. just make, make a seltzer. That's one. That's going backwards, you know, like yeah. you were already there. You didn't have to <laughs> yeah. go. You know? You're adding an extra step to a step you didn't need to make in the first place. Yeah, you're right. Right. Is that yeah. a, 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 athletic? Uh, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They, they didn't uh, pay me to say that, but yeah. yeah. I love that you guys are doing that. That's like, that's like taking English and going to Google Translate and translating it into Chinese and then and taking that. And then translating it back to English. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's actually a good experience. Hey, I, I only have time to, to, um, to enjoy one more with you. Yeah. Uh, let's do the last we gotta one. We've got to go to the Sir John uh, collab. Oh, Big dear. John. I love it. I'm going to go grab that. Actually, you guys both have to go get it because I'll stay with Noah. I got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to go get it, Drew? Uh, I have it here, but I'm gonna. I'll, I'll use the facilities if people have to get yeah, it. Yeah, you guys can. Uh, I'm gonna go after you. So Matt, Drew, you can go first. I'm, it's like a classroom. Got to make sure there's someone talking to someone. Right. Exactly. Uh, Tiff, what are you talking or about? Or at least our um, beautiful faces. Uh, Tiff's talking I about the no name beer. Yes. Um, oh right. So Tiff's talking about the no name beer. Oh, you do want to try the no name beer? Yeah. It's cheap. Yeah. yeah. Yo, there was this one fucking dude who either someone a friend. He was like a friend of a friend, and there was this. He was like the, the like us, but like in an alternate universe where instead of like you know like the type of people who go to treehouse and come out with a dolly full of like twelve cases, mm-hmm. he did that but with no name beer, and he was flexing on Instagram that he got like twelve cases of the no name beer bucket beer. When the bucket it became beer, a thing, yeah, it's like the no name thing. It was weird. It, it was almost like. You know, when, when something kind of wacky happens in a industry and then, like, everyone needs to jump on that bandwagon, like, apparently it was really hard to get that beer. Like, people were buying cases of it for just because of the fact that they made a beer under that no-name brand. And, it, and it's such a bizarre thing because... Like, what's the desire? Is Is it, like, is it all just a joke? Like... We all know that we buy no-name brand in the circumstances where we don't have enough money to buy a better brand. 
So then, like, why is getting a no-name beer, like, a good thing? If anything, it should be kind of a sad thing. (laughs) Or not a sad thing. Sorry, I'm going to take that all back. It's a good thing in people who don't have a lot of money and they need to afford uh, a beer that's uh, discounted and they can, they can buy it for once as opposed to them not being able to, to afford something more. But for beer, I didn't get why beer geeks or even not even beer geeks, but just like people in general wanted that went crazy about it. Yeah. Like, why do you, why a, do you want a, it? There's a segment of people who pride themselves on paying the least as possible for everything, including beer. And they don't give a flying mm. fuck about quality. And I think that's really what it is. They don't give a shit because they're more than happy to drink whatever the, the shit that's below, I don't know what it is, that's the cheapest stuff below Bud and Bud Light and all that stuff, whatever's cheaper, they'll go that. Um, so I think that's where that kind of came in. So it's yeah, it's a weird subsection of society. Um, I'm going to get my beer talk, and y'all can keep talking about this and then talk yeah, about this talk, 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 talk to us about the, the, the sandwich on this. <laughs> so... Um, the, the, by the way, the guys at Sir John are absolutely awesome. Um, so cool. But, um, yeah, uh, the sandwich. The sandwich is called Sir John. Um, it's a Quebec company that actually makes them. They are a um, – it's like a gas station sandwich that's, like, shrink-wrapped. There is no condiments is on this, it. Is this the sandwich? That is a D sandwich. Um, it took us, uh, I don't know how many gas stations. I don't know how many gas stations uh, we all went to. Um, and then the guys from Sir John found one maybe like about an hour outside of their town uh, out in La Chute. And they found a Sir John at a gas station. Uh, Big John, sorry, Big John. Um, yeah, so it's like a... a like a shitty piece of bologna with like a shitty piece of pepperoni or something. And then like a shitty piece of cheese. There's no mustard. There's no mayo. There's no butter. That's bullshit. Nothing in it. Not even Vegemite in this thing. Oh, well just Um, we'll fix that. (laughs) Not even, not even a layer of Vegemite and butter with it. Um, It's just a bare ass sandwich and it's called the big John. And uh, so, I don't know. We're, we're like a big fan. We're, we're big fans of road tripping. Um, if you follow uh, anything that uh, Sir John does, like they always have like their little road trip, um, the woody, you know, the wood panel car. And, and uh, you know, like they're very inspired by Vermont beers as well and, and stuff like that. So uh, we definitely had the road tripping thing in common. And what's what's synonymous with road trips is eating shitty food along the way and um and so yeah the big john came came about like we wanted to go with a big ass ipa uh we wanted to do like everything kind of over the hop uh over the hop over the top with hops on that one um Mm -hmm. so yeah it it was like it needed and, and because it was sir john we were like well let's do the big john and then big john also happened to be a a a sandwich and stuff like that and um i think actually the sandwich might have maybe inspired us more but um (laughs) you had had the name Uh, before, before the brew day yeah oh yeah which is like a pretty rare occasion because you never really have yeah absolutely before um Okay. Mm. What are the yeah. hops in this one? Sorry, no. 
Uh, all of no, the hops in there. So there, there's a, a lot of citra. Uh, uh, Idaho, Idaho 7, Equinot, and we also put Talus in there. Um, Talus is a relatively new hop. And um, Talus. 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 Look, at, yeah. look at the back of the can. Uh, Tiff has it. She's taking Le- photos. We're creating content. Le- 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 Star just Le- did a talus thing. Okay. Right? Yes, yeah, so- that's how I remember. When, when okay. Tiff takes yeah. the photos, does she like? Fake laugh while she's pulling the the trigger, or does she? she... Fake laughing? No, she's just got a <laughs> stoic concentration face right now, just fucking taking the shit out of that photo, right? making sure that, that content. Is she, she's the one. She's the one that does it in in the plants. Yes, she likes. It. Well, I know I do plant shots. You know, don't give me my props, bro. I you... do fucking plant shots. Oh, right? I'll give you <laughs> mad props. Right? Thanks, bro. Great plants. Anyway, sorry. Wait, I'm, give, I'm give her. Give you your props or give you your crops? Are you taking <laughs> Oh. Is that a dad joke? Is that a dad joke? Is that a father of two jokes? There's, there's, there's one full dad on it. Three dads. Full patriarch. Yeah. Full patriarch. That was, a level, that was a level three dad joke. Level three. Yeah. I'm going to get there. It was there. almost at four. Almost. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I know, I know this for, cool. for this. The story behind it is really cool because I was turned off when I saw it. But now that I heard the story, now I understand it. Okay. But, well, it, but I, I feel I, like the yeah. art, even beyond what um, the story is about, which is awesome, um, I kind of love it that much more because there is a story behind it because it's this kind of popular thing now to put like weird random food on IPA cans, right? Like, I think it yeah. started with other half or whatever, where you have broccoli, or or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is I I almost felt when when I saw this can I immediately thought it was like a play on that in some capacity. So the fact that Ooh, you're doing a play on that and it actually has relevance mm, to this yeah. like Big John sandwich makes it that much more awesome. And it's the real sandwich in there. Um, but yeah. the, the, the other John. thing is, is that like it was, it's also kind of like a, a double nod to Sir John because they also have like the steamy old dress beers and, uh, yes, yeah, did exactly. Oh, we lost, we lost one guy, but, um, yeah, so the, they the were, doing like a whole, yeah, they were doing like a whole line of like, um, you know, food. Hey, he's back. Well, we're all Cameron, back. Control Cameron, thing. Cameron died. Uh, I'm the fucking Wizard of Oz, bitch. Don't get it twisted. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, they were doing this whole series of like uh, of uh, like food, like weird food on uh, the cans. So it was just kind of like when we came up with that name and we actually found the sandwich, it was just like, fuck it. We're putting the sandwich on there. Because like our art cans tend to be like hand-drawn things, you know. So I'm like, get the yeah. sandwich. And we'll like take a picture of it, and I'll get somebody to draw it. And then it was just so fucking funny that like that's the sandwich, and we so even good. put like the little Sir John um, food flag on it. And I'm like, no, we're just gonna excuse <laughs> me like that. So Max did a good job on that one. Max Hebert, um, he's amazing. Did a great job on that one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just like, I mean, we had the hard part of making the beer, um, you know, not suck, but, uh, which was like too brutal 
um, two brutal brew days. Um, the first one that they were there for, and it was like anything bad that can happen happened. Um, and then, yeah, anything bad. That in, what, can happen, in, in what sense? In what sense? Oh, like stuck mash. Um, there's like a video that we have like between us uh, of like us scooping up grains off the floor because of a certain reason. Uh, it was like, it was all bad, you know, and, and not to mention that we're boiling it for like a long time. So it makes a long, a very long day, even longer. And it was, it was very tough for all of us. We had some great beers that day. And then the second, the second day that we had to brew it, it was just me and Christoph and we learned from our mistakes and we, we were able to brew it much better the second day, but it was like, it was, it was a very tough beer to do. There's a lot of, a lot of grains and all that stuff. I mean, to, just get, to, get, to, to like, get the ABV that high. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was tough. I mean, like, uh, there's people who didn't, who didn't like it. And, uh, I mean, that's cool. Uh, everybody's, I, I think everybody was kind of maybe expecting something or some people were expecting something else. I actually personally like it. Um, it, it's not a, it's not your typical hazy IPA cause there's not that whole haze mouth factor, but I'm like, find me, find me a beer up there with, uh, with, with that kind of octane and, and, uh, you know, that, that kind of flavor content too. It's just like, uh, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's a very difficult beer to execute. You know, anybody who's done above 9% knows what the hell we're talking about. So. Mm -hmm. no, well, I think, um, people are stuck it's everything has to become what's what's right now and like what's right now is these like 10 percent triple ipas that are um extremely aromatic extremely it's like they're like when they're done right they're like teetering on that dry profile with the booze but like if it's a little too sweet then it's cloying and if it's a little too boozy then it's too sharp and playing with that but with that insane dry up new england thing mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and i feel like that's kind of the, the thing that's like people are like searching for now <clears throat> but uh, what i like about this is it, it encompasses some of that um <coughs> but it has like just like a solid balanced richness to it um this mm -hmm. is my the first time i'm trying it and like, it's really sweet on the I haven't had this far. Um, like candied fruits and stuff like that. Um, but when That's you sip nice. it, you it's you get the warmth and you get the, the sweetness right away. But it it uh, it it really works. I feel like like there's mm -hmm. like a, a nice roundness to it. It it's a it's a solid beer. But I can understand why you you might have had some people that weren't into it because. Like they're getting used to that new kind of understanding of the triple IPA, like the the like the what Bach Canada is doing and stuff like that, which is kind of a different beast than it, like it's kind of the same but kind of different at the same time. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely like, not and, and a new Ingerling vibe. Yeah, no, and and you know what, like we we went with the um, you know, there, there was a triple dry hop, but it was a it's a triple IPA, 
but IPA in like the American sense of like, I don't know, think back a few years when like we didn't really have to put an EIPA on a can, you know, yeah. it was just fucking exactly. IPA people. Like, uh, um, who the hell had that interview with, with Misorum? I think, was it you, Matt? Or I remember just like them saying like, we don't put New England IPA on our cans because it's just goddamn IPA. Like if you don't like it, well then that's, that's it. But it's like, it's IPA and IPA is IPA. So, um, so it, it was just like, that is more of that American IPA. And I, dare I do, do make the, um, the comparison, but I think it's like of like that Midwest variety. You know, it's not quite West, West Coast. Yeah, and it's I, not. I definitely feel a vibe of that. Yeah, it, it's like you know, if Three Floyds came out with this, everybody would be losing their fucking tits over it. But yeah. um, absolutely, but, uh, losing their tits, but it, it, misplacing yeah, their but, breasts. <laughs> where are my titties yeah. I mean this comes from somebody who frequented the Midwest uh, quite often mm. in, in my other career and, and so like I was always going to like Revolution and Three Floyds and um, I don't know uh, Pipeworks and all that stuff and it's just like this is the kind of shit that they were pumping out like you know oh, yay you know, four or five years ago and all that stuff. And it's just like, uh, um, but because it's not like super pale, super cloudy, it's not an IPA. It's like, well, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, IPAs, IPA wasn't even fucking this, like, you know, uh, 10 years ago. So, mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is pretty damn awesome in my opinion, but uh, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm biased too, you know, so. My my I interest think, about this collaboration, sorry, is is no, what cool. did Sir John bring to the table hmm, in this collab? Well, what what is their expertise that that you grasped upon to in this particular beer? Uh, that that's a that's a great question. I mean, like we actually sat down. Um, I would say like two good drinking sessions. Um, you know, just kind of mulling over details and all that stuff. And then like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we're actually doing pretty much, uh, we're doing things pretty much the same way. Um, so in terms of like any surprises, there was no real surprises of like what we're doing differently. Um, but I just think in terms of like hop combinations and all that stuff, it, it really evolved from like, we had a lot of Southern hemisphere hops that uh, in there in the beginning. And then like, those didn't really pan out. So we're kind of like subbing this, some of that in like, Oh, that doesn't really work. And it's like, I wouldn't really think that the, the big collaboration in, in this, on this particular beer was really the hop combination of things. Um, because like, I mean, from a base, base grain and water profile, I mean, we're all doing the same thing, you know, like, uh, we're all throwing, we're all putting in X amount of, uh, percentage of protein, uh, malts and, you know, to, to, to get that, uh, to get that backbone going, but really like where the magic happens in these particular beers is really where the, the hops happen. And, um, I think that's where like, the, that's where the, their insight on that, because there, there were certain varieties that we never really leveraged or used before, um, and different flavors that we weren't going for, um, 
and then on the brew day, of course, there's always some audibles to, to pull. So I'm like, uh, uh, I don't remember like off the top of my head and all that stuff, but it's just like for them to be part of the brewing action, um, you know, we can make those on the spot decisions and all that stuff. And that's the beauty of like the collaborations end up being really more of like drinking beer days together. Uh, but there are like some, some like game time decisions to make and stuff like that. So, mm. um, you know, like details, I can't really like maybe get into that, but, um, but they definitely had like, uh, in terms of hop combinations and all that stuff, we, they, they had like, they, they do a wide variety of, of, um, uh, of IPAs and they played around with a lot of different kind of hops and all that stuff. So I think they, they were a little bit more knowledgeable in some of the cool kid hops that we may not have been, uh, uh, well-versed in that, you know, I would love for you to do a cool kids hops series where, where you call it that too. Yeah. The cool kids hops. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 kids with sunglasses on, like eighty style. Yeah, hops, yeah. hops, hops with sunglasses Colors on. Ooh, colors yeah. palms. Yeah, and hops Ooh. that are skateboarding smoking, and smoking or, or like, or, or like hop hop suppliers just going like this, like <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just the dude like from Yakima Chief. Hops just yeah. flying everywhere. Let's look, turning Let's into look, money. Like, Loop, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just taking whatever basic hop of yesterday as cool kid, cool kid hops today, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, I I I really like this kind of beer, and um, you know, like in in terms of even going back to like um, like uh, you were you were mentioning Wendigo, Matt. This is like um, you know, even to throw Centennial, and I was kind of like why throw Centennial into like a hazy IPA? Like nobody's, nobody even like Centennial wasn't relevant for a good while, but like, uh, even, even talking about like some of the, 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 you know, the more popular places of these days, um, you know, just, I, I got inspired by them, like even tinkering around with, with those kind of things. It's just like, man, they're, they're playing around with like, you know, Centennial and Cascade and like third moon did the, uh, did a collab with um, Brewski. with Brewski, and they did uh, Ontario grown Chinook, and they did uh, Citron. I think maybe Cascade in that, and I'm like I think that's fucking mad. like that nobody, nobody, nobody even talks about these hops. Like nobody would even throw that, even nobody would even mention that on a can because I'm like yeah. nobody's fucking mentioned no that since buy them. 2004. Yeah. You know, like, but. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like the the hop combinations are always cool. You don't you don't know, um, you know, like maybe Third Moon. Uh, I assume it's Third Moon that, that initiated some of the Ontario grown stuff, but it, like they obviously saw something. They, they, they in, teamed they teamed with the farm that was already doing it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, um, I think that's 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 the whole premise of collaborations. Is like uh, people might have. Um, well, I might be like, uh, kind of dropping in on, uh, on Mike, uh, Mike's, um, article about, uh, collabs and all that stuff, but like mm-hmm. people might have like really big, um, you know, big expectations for collabs and all that stuff. But 
you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's just for like two breweries, just try something different, you know, and, and with collabs happening, happening every week, you gotta, you gotta do something different, you know, like you just yeah, want to do sure. another, whatever, you know, yeah. you want to do another brutal juice or something or, uh, Speaking of collabs, <laughs> or, 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 or or lactose love dust, there's you know with glue. But those, those are two perfect perfect examples. Collabs work when it is the right idea at the right time. The name has to be there. Yeah. The 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 it has to be a marketable idea. If it's not that, it's not going to work. Especially when it's coming from a content creator. It has to be. Yeah. Love dust since the 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 it was perfect. Yeah, and Brutal Juice perfect. sold out in an hour, so it's amazing. It's, it was perfect name. The name is perfect. It? Hop, hopism as well. Perfect. That's but amazing. It was gone. Crisp top seats, perfect. Like all of the things. I feel like none of us. It's an interesting thing to be the you know like there's a difference between sort of us as like what I would almost put in the be a media more so than just content creators. Cause that would probably what I would Absolutely. call Instagram is. Cause I don't like the word influencer. It's wanky as fuck. But like we mm. fortunately through the nature of our work, like Drew, we've known each other for years and we know each other because of this. And you were in your position at the homebrew club. And then now you started your brewery. So we have this pre-existing relationship where, you know, I already want to support you because I already know you have, you know, that's why this, conversation is so comfortable and then Noah and Matt both have their own respective relationship which is why we're doing it with the four of us because it's more fun that way so these conversations someone asked me recently like how does the collabs happen like do you pitch people blah blah, blah. like nine times out of ten it's we're just shooting the shit I'm like yo we should do that and it's just kind of like organic and like Matt you said right time right place and then it makes sense for that brewery because we all know like you know everybody has their personality, whether it's the beer media side or the brewery. So we know that you can't go and pitch a smoothie beer to silo or something like that. JB's not going to be down with that. <laughs> right. Or, or, you know, something completely opposite. I mean, Drew, you're actually pretty down with all the ridiculous ideas because we have been talking about a ridiculous yeah, idea. Yeah. That's kind of what makes you perfect. Like the most ridiculous idea that probably, I don't know if it's going to even be possible to pull off, but the fact that we actually have a genuinely serious the monstrosity. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to do it? Okay. I, I don't know if we should talk about yeah. it, but it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty ridiculous idea that it's like, it's just. It's, well, he, he, brought up, he, brought up, he brought up Mike before, so it'd be a nice segue. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can touch yeah, on yes. it anyway before we, I know we're sort of coming to the end here as well, but maybe we could touch on that before we wrap up and just talk about this ridiculous idea just to maybe show people. Cause I, I, like, I, I, I imagine that, you know, viewers, listeners, whatever would, would be maybe curious to see, you know, people see all of us collabing with different breweries and, and also seeing the breweries collab together. So wondering how these things come about and, you know, yeah. I, I mean, for, for me, for me personally, like for collabs, like I feel like I have to have like some sort of rapport with a uh, brewery or, uh, you know, personality or anything like that. As like when I messaged, you know, Matt about Chris Topsy, I probably had about 45 Pilsners in me at the time, <laughs> but like, it was like, <laughs> Crypto. It was really early in the day. It was so early in the day. <laughs> it was like 2 p.m. <laughs> it was. You can, never trust, you can never trust a brewer. Um, That's true. But, uh, See, you guys just, just started like, sleeping earlier than us. That's all. 
No, but like a, a lot of like my ideas uh, really come from like as I'm about to fall asleep, as I'm mid sleeping, or if I'm taking a dump. So it's like <laughs> that's really where everything comes. Uh, poo, and, poo, but, poo. Uh, but I I don't want to like uh, I don't and and it never comes off good if you just like want to do it for uh marketing purposes people can see right through that uh, at least in my opinion um but people can see right through that it's so like that's why it's like well you know like uh me and me and uh craig who've known each other a lot longer than i've known uh matt and noah like we've never actually collabed no. like ever and it's just because like i don't know like the idea has not hit me at that particular mind and, and like and then I remember reaching out to you like what last week was last it? Week. And I was like, we need to do something. And I think we need idea. to do I think we need to do it with that particular thing so, that we're talking about. Yeah. We're keeping it super secret. Uh, I'm not we're not divulging any secrets tonight. <laughs> we got some um, testing to do but, first. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> but the thing is, is like uh, I think like that was the thing that that kind of hit me that night. It was just like, I need to I need to talk to him about it. And luckily, uh, Craig never sleeps ever, so he could just answer my he message. Sleeps, he sleeps later. Um, yeah, he sleeps later. Yeah. yeah he, you try messaging him at um, nine a.m. See what's gonna happen. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but no, it made sense That's when when, I, when you hit me. I was like, oh, this makes complete sense. Fuck yes. And I've always wanted yeah. to, and I've, lo- I've I, I don't know. I guess I haven't even really told you as much how much I love your shit and how like I'm like I feel like I've known you long enough to say, "Yo, I'm proud of you." The way that you've like taken this shit from a president of a homebrew club to literally changing the fucking law on native territory to yeah. like you know brewing on this very uh, you know kind of put together system to now growing this stuff and making this fire ass haze that I put up there with some of the best in the province, man. It's, it's amazing. So I'm honored to to finally uh, work on something with you. And um, it's, it's dope as shit. And it made, it made sense. And you're also down to do some dumb shit that I'm down for. And that's why, like, it, it that's just great. Works. You're hired. Perfect. I'll be there on no, Monday. But, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm always down to do some ridiculousness. I mean, we, we've kind of like hinted at the monstrosity. Like, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody who's tuned in now, but like we, we had like a four way conversation of like a ridiculous, um, brew idea, but it's like, why negate that? That, that could be, uh, I'm not saying that we're, we're, we're creating, uh, we're creating styles, uh, tomorrow, but we're, we're definitely doing it. I don't know. You got to throw something different to the wall and, and see what sticks. So, um, I'm all, I'm all down for that. You can never, Say that I don't know why I'm still blue. Like, why the fuck am I still blue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't concentrate. I love it. I, I um, like your create. I, I like his creative endeavor. Like, I could throw something at Drew, and when you, you will say, "How can I do it?" Yeah, yeah. And I like that. I like that. Well, I mean, uh, and when he's blue, I mean, it's on a whole yeah. other. Level. <laughs> he's got a I tail right now. Yeah, <laughs> and some some scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like going going things uh, going into things like just like half balling it. Um, 
So two like uh, two balls, definitely the <laughs> two balls. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like uh, you know, like with me and me and Matt have another collab coming up, and and uh, uh, I've already said too much. But um, when will it yeah, end? Uh, How many collabs are you gonna do? Oh, who's who that? Drew or me? Yeah, who's that? Drew or me? I, I mean, he just released three last week. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> not so I got in my fridge. I'm so thankful for having them in my fridge. I have, I have 23 uh, dropping it at the end of June. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But exactly. So the one in, the one in June that the one that in June that we're working on, it's just like, I'm like, we, we can't, we can't not fuck this. Like, I, I don't want to fuck any dogs here. We need to fuck all the dogs to see which dog is going to sit for us, but um, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that's your clip. You got to write that time. Uh, can, can I? Can I? Can I, I give can some do clarity to, to, yeah, the, to the dog fucking? Please give some clarity <laughs> to the dog fucking. I Boxing Hops is doing so brutal North America, where I pair metal breweries. Drew is a metal brewer with past. Guests of the Vox and Hops podcast, the Vox and Hops alumni. We are creating killer collabs for their bands. I reached out to Drew. I said, we could just include Cryptopsy in this with Cryptopsy. And he said, no, let's do another beer. So I pitched him to do Cold Haze, Warm Blood, which is a playoff of the Cryptopsy song Cold Hate, Warm Blood. So we're doing Cold Haze, Warm Blood, a hazy New England IPA with blood orange in it, well, which is a challenge for him with, with with blood orange. So so. So where's Christy the dog? Johnson's very excited. Where's the yeah, dog? Yeah, like how many dogs know. are getting penetrated? Who's the dog? <laughs> What's happening with the dogs? <laughs> and who's penetrating them? What, what dog? I I missed the dog part of this conversation. Are, Matt, are you having sex with a dog, or is it Drew? Or is yeah, it like a combination where one of these is in the front and the other one's in the do back? Do the dogs have the only fans? Do we have to see the dogs? Where, 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 no where is the dog part of this? This is good. <laughs> it's a true dog. dog. He's the one who, huh? it's, it's a metaphor for like, um, I don't want to go like half-ass into it. So, um, you know, like for instance, like blood oranges, uh, I've actually never, I don't even think I ever had a blood orange. So I, I actually went out to the grocery store and bought all of the blood oranges. I just needed to, to like have this, and uh, and so like because for mutual, especially like with um, uh, Cryptopsy having their reputation on the line of having a big, um, you know, it needs to be a big dick out beer, um, but also <laughs> some. But also something as a follow up to the the to the crypto, uh, Chris Topsy, um, you know, like it needs to be it needs to be a good beer because uh, Chris Topsy was like was fucking awesome in my opinion. But um, we need to have we need to step it up, you know. And there's going to be expectations after the first one, and uh, especially with the whole project too. Like there's uh, twenty three, twenty four, uh, you know. Twenty something. I, mean, I was other aiming for twenty four. I hit twenty three. We might have twenty four, but we're at twenty three at the moment. Okay. Well, you know, twenty three other breweries or twenty two <laughs> other breweries involved is like there, there's a lot of pressure behind it, and uh, 
I don't want to, I don't want to fail, uh, Matt either. And, uh, let alone, you know, like, um, the other guys in the band. So, uh, they're a little bit more. He was going to say flow. Yeah. I was going to say flow. Uh, they're, they're a little bit more intimidating than, than Matt is, let's say. So I don't want to, I don't want to fail them. So the thing is like, I'm, I'm, doing my, I'm doing my utmost research into make sure to, to make sure that this beard is like to the T, you know, and I've kind of like thrown them some questions like how much blood orange do you want in there? And, you know, like what kind of hops are we looking at and all that stuff. And, and, uh, but that's it. Like I, I want them. I like, basically, I basically board. want a Wendigo, a Wendigo with blood orange is what I want. I we want it to that. be heavy ass ABV. That's what I want. Have you been, have you been like homebrewing this shit? Uh, no, we have not been homebrewing this shit, but like, I, I think we, we got a good idea of where we're going on this, but, uh, <laughs> I was just asking, I was curious. Are the dogs okay? <laughs> the dogs are fine. Well, they're, I hope they're properly penetrated. Were they, were they, did they, oh, did they reach, oh, did they climax? Okay. <laughs> we got Peter on the line. Yep. Yep. We're getting them off. We're getting them off. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> We're fucked. I'm stoked about Bruno North America is sick. 13 Canadian breweries, 10 from the US, 9 from Quebec. It's it's insane. Um, nine for, from for, Quebec. I had to. I had to ask every person that I knew that was somewhat metal in a brewery to be part of this. I felt like they'd be insulted mm. if I didn't. They all said yes. Everyone said yes. It's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Plus the, the alumni for from from Quebec, I, I've interviewed everyone from Quebec, so it's amazing. It's 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 cool. It's cool. I'm stoked. I can't wait to release everything and dive into the whole project and taste everything and see where everything's going. It's very exciting. And then and then when we're done, I was like, I'm like, just make these beers and and it's not brutal North America anymore. Just do these collabs. Mm-hmm. Let it be the beer that is between the band and the brewery, make your own artwork, make it be your own thing. It's like, this is my gift to you. I'm just, I've connected you. You make sense together. So, so just be yourselves and sell beer, promote the band, promote art, promote the art of beer. That's what Brewed North America is. It's, it's amazing. I, I love it. I'm so excited. It's so that sounds a bit similar to something that me and Craig are working on too. Oh yeah. Really? About we're going to talk to you about that, actually, Drew. You know what we're talking about, Matt. Oh, yes. I don't want to be part of that, too. If not. <laughs> well, I know. Was... I've already told him about that because he pitched that to me, too. Oh, you know the deal. I can... Look at how much secrecy. We just got a lot of secrecy in this damn podcast right now. Yeah, People are like, what the we're, fuck we're, is yeah, this? Yeah, shit to ourselves. <laughs> the only thing we're not like secret a, about five. is the number of dogs that we literally have sex with. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's, my house. it's zero. It's zero, <laughs> zero. for my house. <laughs> it took a nine and a half to like uh, make everything fruit. fall apart. Though. That's all it took was a triple IPA, and then everything went to shit. Well, all secrets are out, and they're all out. The secrets and dogs, yeah. and, and Noah's holding a cat while yeah. we're talking about well, penetrating my, dogs, and that just she, it's she got rap really rap jealous rap when, rap the, rap. When, when I said that she's uh, so, she's so attached to me. She got tense, eh? She heard about dogs, and <laughs> no, there's no dogs. I'm, I'm. You're my only 
You're my only love. Okay. <laughs> well, look. No, no <laughs> fucking dogs. On that note, no fucking dogs. That's the new episode name. Let's do a thumbnail because I don't want to uh, forget before we get caught up in the dogs, and then we'll wrap this up because oh, the is. I'm I'm blue as shit though. Yeah, it's like we try. I probably should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, we should, all, we should hold up different beers. Yes, I just have these two. Happen to have three hops and monkey dog. There you go. Yeah, got that too. one. Uh, I want Drew's face on my face. Drew, what do you got? Oh, I'm trying, oh, to figure, I like that. I'm trying to figure out my lighting situation here. It's okay. All right, you ready? Oh, I am moist. Wait, let's see that. Let's see it. Oh my gosh, my I need new panties right now. They are just dripping from the dogs. All right, this is out of control. Um, guys, this has been that Rooney meatish uh, appearance. Uh, uh, oh. I love it. Look at it. It's just dogs, kitties, everything. My light. <laughs> um, guys, this has been fun as shit. I appreciate all of y'all. Uh, starting with Drew, brother, thank you uh, for, for coming through, bro, and doing this. We're going to have to do this again later this year, early next year, latest, and just catch up and keep it going. Uh, where can everybody find Kanawaki Brewing online? Kanawakibrewing.com. Um, also, check us out. Come down to the brewery, uh, 22 Route 138, right off the Mercier Bridge. Um, yeah, uh, you, can, you can also make your order online at uh, kanawakibrewing.com or call us at 450-632-3434. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. On, uh, thanks for having me. For, Pleasure, for, my on this, uh, Don't um, forget, and, at K-Town Brew, at K-Town Brew on Instagram. At K-Town Brew, true. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't pivot out the, the Instagram as much as I should, uh, but at K-Town Brewed, um, and uh, yeah, thanks for, for for having me on here. Um, it was great chat with all you guys, and sorry that I'm blue. <laughs> it's okay, and you know you brought up the dogs, and they gave us joy. So here we are. Yeah, I really did. Um, Noah, where can we find you, Matt? Well, you can find me on abeerism.ca, uh, the website, and on um, Instagram it's also beerism.ca, and on Facebook it's beerism. And uh, sometimes you can find me here with. Uh, the sexy Australian. That's what they call me, mate. They call me Mr. Dog. <laughs> Mr. Dog Rooter. In Australia, we call that rooting the dog. Fucking rude. Rooting the dog. Yeah, rooting the dog, mate. You root a woofer. Fucking root a woofer, mate. You fucking dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good. Rooting a woofer. <laughs> Man. Woofer. Those people are fucked, eh? How are you're like Dr. Evil with your cat, though. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just like stroking it evilly. Yeah. She, um... She needs the love. I, I respect it. Um, Maddie, where and can everyone I, find you? I'm online? the only one that she does this with, too. I love it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> where can everyone find Vox and Hops online, you sex beast? Vox and Hops is available on all podcast networks. We drop at least two episodes a week. Uh, you can find me at voxandhops.com. That's V O X A N D H O P S dot com. And uh, we got a cool thing coming up with Brutal North America, where I'm dropping at least 23 collabs in the last week of June, where I pair metal breweries with Vox and Hops alumni, the past guests of the Vox and Hops podcast, to create killer collabs for the bands. It's so damn cool, and you're going to want to be there. Check it out. Damn right. And uh, stay tuned for the monstrosity. Hopefully we can make it happen. It's, if it does happen, it's going to be one of the most ridiculous beers that you've ever heard of. Purists are going to be shitting their pants. They're so mad about it. I look forward to seeing people 
infuriated with the dumb shit we're doing. But uh, guys, stick around. It's gonna wrap our, this our, up. Goal, our goal is one on untapped. One. I want one. I want <laughs> half. I want half star average. <laughs> but it's going to be five. Five and a half stars and, and a then, bunch of point twos. Yeah, negative, <laughs> negative ones. Uh, stick around. I'm just going to wrap this up and I'll, we'll, we'll end the live and then we can just all say bye there. But guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast. And check out the long form audio. We are usually here every Friday at 9 p.m. going live here on YouTube. Um, we have been doing a lot of Thursdays. The next couple of weeks I have some Thursdays coming up as well well so stay tuned on instagram we always talk about it uh audio goes live every wednesday and sometimes mondays if there's more than one episode and we are available everywhere um we'll see you fucking next thursday stay safe behave yourselves don't touch each other just fucking get it in you we'll see you next time peace